Hello and welcome to the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and folks, we have an outstanding show. And you know what? The news gods keep delivering because yesterday, in what we all believed as Xbox fans was going to happen, in fact, it happened. And that is the EU Commission did, in fact, pass or give the okay for the Activision Blizzard King acquisition that we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, 14 or 15 months. And you know what? This is not only huge for Xbox uh, as or Microsoft as a whole, it's huge for Xbox gamers because we're coming off of a couple of weeks that were really soured uh, by the block from the CMA. Uh, obviously, there were a couple of instances with Redfall where it was announced that it was only going to be 30 frames at launch. And of course, then the reviews came out and a lot of people didn't like it. And I hear you. If you didn't like it, I can't argue with it. I put 55 hours or 55 plus hours into it. And I loved every freaking second. So much so that I started a second character. Unfortunately, I put did put it down because Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has my soul. It is even at 720 and tons of popping, unbelievable. And you know what? If you are a Zelda fan, as I am, you uh, you will appreciate it. I'm I'm like 20 plus hours in. I am sneaking out in the middle of the night, playing for two hours while Mrs. Boomstick is sound asleep because I all I'm thinking about is Zelda. But this is an Xbox show, and we have a lot to get into. Uh, we you, you heard my opinions obviously because we went live. Uh, Monday, and we talked all about it, but you didn't hear from OBM. You didn't hear from Daniel McGene. You certainly did not hear from Infinite Umbra. We're going to get into that. And also, we're going to be covering a Game of the Year PlayStation 5 exclusive coming to Xbox. That's right, folks. We're going to talk about that. And, well, Forza Horizon 5 continues to dominate the racing genre and listen, uh, I, I reached out to Fuzzy Belvedere, Mr. Racer himself, to try and get me the exact number of how many PlayStation gamers are actually or have actually played Gran Turismo 7, which launched in a terrible state. And those numbers are so low that I'm baffled. Well, Forza Horizon 5, folks, has crossed 30 million players. That is bonkers but we're going to get all into it and first we're going to start with someone who's guesting today for us who's showing up on the scene i I notified him at the last minute and he answered as he always does one bad mother of course how you doing brother welcome back yeah man uh look forward to talking some gaming during my lunch today uh you can see i'm in incognito mode off camera and it's going to stay that way just because i'm technically on the clock but i am at lunch so <laughs> I, i'll hang out as long as i can and uh cover some of this and it'll be a, a refreshing and ni- a nice way to kind of break up the day honestly so look forward to, to uh getting into it with you guys yeah and listen dude it's so great that, that you had the time to be here uh obviously uh retry uh of course of game pass underscore daily could not be with us today as he has a, had a prior engagement for work so obviously he'll be back with us next week but daniel mcgee 
you, you, you know, you love shaking the tree and wondering what is going to fall out because you put out an incredible, yes, absolutely astounding way to fix Halo. And a lot of people liked it and some people didn't. But I That's think warm. that it's it is brilliant simply because a lot of the points that you made are pretty finite, to be honest with you. How the heck are you? And welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, we got some got some fun news yesterday to talk about, so I'm uh, really looking forward to today's show. Yeah, yeah, actually, I had pulled a ton of quotes uh, directly from the EU Commission and their announcement, and man, they are not only damning, um, yeah. they do set up the stage for Microsoft to use their findings against the CMA in uh, with CAT. And uh, even though I know that, you know, everyone keeps saying, well, nobody beats the CMA. You know what? Someone's going to beat the CMA and it's probably going to be Microsoft. Um, and uh, I don't know how many people just saw the interview with Satya Nadal. And now specifically, we're not going to talk about it because I'm putting an Avengers level panel for tomorrow <laughs> evening to talk about what he said. And uh, it was pretty spicy, folks. Um, he basically was asked. Is there a world where the U the UK or the CMA is the only one blocking the deal? Uh, is there a world where you uh, sell the content for Activision uh, in the US and in the EU, but pull it from the UK? That's I mean that's a that's a solid, unbelievable question. Well, you know what his response was? Let's see how this plays out. Holy shit. Like, are you serious? This is the this is the CEO of Microsoft basically telling the interviewer and pretty much the world, let's see how this plays out. If because if it doesn't go our way, we may not, we may, you know, the UK may be closed for business, as it was said multiple times. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And you know something? Why not? If the CMA wants to be stubborn, if the CMA wants to be old-fashioned, if they don't want to play, I mean, again, if, if 18 regions are passing and you're the only one on the on an island by yourself, I, I kind of got to wonder what this is about because uh, I'm not sure anyone is following Florian Muller, F-O-S-S Patents on Twitter. Well, he put out a 24-page uh, uh, you know, a, a thread on Twitter where he basically said in, in so many words that there might, in fact, have been collusion between uh, the head of the CMA and, of course, the FTC's Lena Khan. Uh, if, in fact, that is proven, people are going to go to jail, and rightfully so, because breaking the law is breaking the law. And this this deal is so much bigger than the stupid Call of Duty that I keep hearing people say. This is going to be quite interesting. But uh, Infinite Umbra, you have been on a tear with games. I mean, you beat uh, Hi-Fi Rush 17 and a half times. And, and, and <laughs> literally just destroyed um, uh, uh, the Star Wars, uh, um, I was going to say Fallen Order, uh, Jedi Survivor. Mm -hmm. We got a thousand out of a thousand achievements. You've been super busy. How the heck are you, dude? Oh man, I'm good. I mean, playing game of the year contenders like that, you know what I mean, and possibly winners. Uh, well, okay, Zelda. Okay. Anyway, but <laughs> yeah, playing games like that that this this great this year. I mean, it's a blessing, really. So I've I've been loving it, man. Right now, I'm playing 
uh, Dead Island 2. And folks, if you all have not played that yet, give that game a chance. I bought it and I have not played it. And I heard it's literally one of those games like Hi-Fi Rush that launched pretty damn good, man. It did. It actually surprised me. And it's like in a world where we have (laughs) 30 frames per second Redfall first party, we have this that switched three different developers and still came out solid and it's 60 frames per second and gorgeous i'm talking about gorgeous man like i loaded into the world and i'm looking around like wow this is the this is the unreal i'm talking about and and that game took nearly a decade to come out by the way it did took a long time and you know typically something like that that's in what they would call development hell that you know that's that project is doomed but this, and no pun intended, seeing what you got on the screen, but that, <laughs> but man, the game came out really well. And boom, if you ever do get in it, let me know, man. We could probably do, I can run a few co op missions or something with you or something like that. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I, I, I guess that I, I'm, I'm just, I don't, again, this is an Xbox show, but we keep it real here. I am knee deep, elbow deep, head, body deep in uh zelda it, it is it is phenomenal pause that's right absolutely <laughs> it is um at every at every turn coming. i just find myself finding new things to do uh you know if it's not a shrine it's a, a mission for someone and it could be the most uh you know minute mission you know uh, help a, a girl put put a, a cart together and then find her a, a horse for it again not not the not rpg of the year for some people but it's not just one or two things about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It is everything. As, as I mean, again, yes, it runs at 720p. Yes, there's popping all over the place. You know what? It doesn't matter to me because I thought I I, I, I always, was always under the uh, uh, idea that gaming is supposed to be fun. And if you're smiling while you're playing, you know, FPS should matter. And that's what happened with Redfall. It wound up being one of my favorite games of the year. And it's loathed by everyone. Everyone hates the game. Okay, well, if you hate it, you know, good on you. Uh, me, I don't. I really, really enjoyed it. But you know, it's bad when you have to use the like the proper word for hate for it. Like, it's yeah, loathed. you do, you do. Yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, to, to kind of really get that, drive that point home. Uh, yeah. You know, no, what, but before, a good game or a game you love, you're right. If the frames don't matter after you, if right. you really love what you're playing, that is just the truth. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's it. it sh- First of all. I, again, I'm stealing this directly from Everborn Saga. Don't chew my food for me. Uh, chew your own food. If you don't like it, spit it out. That's not a problem. It's your choice. But if I'm enjoying it, don't dump on me. Don't go out of your way to try to make me or, or, or anyone, for that matter, a scapegoat for your hate. Just just don't do it because it's just dumb. Um, listen, obviously, folks, the big talk of the town is going to be the EU commission approving the ABK deal. It is monstrous. Um, obviously, there were concessions. Uh, they said a lot of things regarding Sony being completely left off the board. Uh, I have some of those quotes in front of me. And because we have OBM at a limited time, I do want to open up with that rather than talk about the uh, PlayStation 5 Game of the Year exclusive coming uh, to the Xbox, as well as the Forza conversation. Uh, OBM, I want to open up with you first, because obviously there is, I mean, there's a lot, there's really a lot to get in here. Uh, So I'm I'm going to just read, yeah, I I just want to read the first paragraph regarding the commission's preliminary investigation. 
Okay. And then we'll get to you, and then obviously we'll get to everyone, and then we'll we'll, we'll I'll read some of the other excerpts from the document because I mean the document is long. There's a lot to get into, and there's some really finite points that I want to get into. Well, this is how the document opened, folks. If you didn't hear it yesterday, here you go. The commission's preliminary investigation found that Microsoft could harm competition in the distribution of console and PC video games, including. Uh, could, uh, including multi-game subscription services and cloud game streaming services uh, and in the supply of PC operating systems. The commission's, okay. the commission's in-depth market investigation indicated that Microsoft would not be able to harm rival consoles and rival multi-game subscription services at the same time it confirmed that Microsoft could, in fact, harm competition in the distribution of games via cloud, game streaming services, and that its position in the market for PC operating systems would, in fact, be strengthened. Now, it goes on to say in the second paragraph, the, uh, uh, now, now, what, what, now what they refer to in this paragraph is the commitments from Microsoft regarding allowing free access to, cloud, to, to anyone that purchases the games to any cloud provider that the, the, the customer wants to play on. And they say this, these commitments fully address the competition concerns identified by the commission and represent a significant improvement for cloud gaming streaming compared to its current situation. They empower millions of EEA consumers to stream Activision's games using any cloud gaming service operating in the EEA, provided they are purchased in an online store or included in an active multi-game subscription in the EEA. In addition, the availability of Activision's popular games for streaming via all cloud streaming services will boost the development of this dynamic technology in the EEA. Ultimately, the commitments will unlock significant benefits uh, for competition and consumers by bringing Activision's games to new platforms, including smaller EU players and to more devices than before. The commission carefully investigated the effectiveness of the remedies, collecting views from a large number of market participants and stakeholders. In particular, cloud game streaming services providers gave positive feedback and showed interest in the licenses. Some of these providers have already entered into bilateral agreements with Microsoft based on the proposed license to stream Activision's games once the transaction has completed. OBM, there is a lot to unpack here, but what I find mo the most dubious, if you will, of what the um, EU Commission said is these same commitments from Microsoft were offered to the CMA, who, again, is literally going to be the last one on the island because there's no doubt that the FTC does not have a leg to stand on. Uh, and I think ultimately, instead of losing again, which Lena Khan and the FTC will in fact lose again, they're going to take the, uh, the, 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 the offerings, which are legally bound, Microsoft is legally bound 
to keep up their end of the deal. Otherwise, they could be uh, fined billions of dollars. And I think instead of taking another L, which Lena Khan ultimately will, she will take the photo op and say that we fought back and we got the concessions and everyone at that point is a winner. But let's get into the EU commission. Now, we had heard from, for, for a couple of months that uh, they were likely to pass. Now, nothing was obviously documented. This was just rumors. This was just talk. They seem to be the ones listening the most out of the three bigs, meaning the CMA, the FTC, and the EU Commission. And here we are. They're the big one of the big ones to pass. Let's get your hot take on this. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, appreciate that. Boom. Yeah. There is a. There's a lot to unpack there, and I think it's it's almost. Uh, it's the, the biggest struggles is figure out where to start first, but I guess we'll start with some of the remedies. Cause that, you know, you mentioned that uh, these are some of the ones offered to the CMA. And so a couple of weeks ago, I was actually on, on the gaming circle with uh, Mr. K Asante and Everborn, And we were talking about, uh, you know, we were talking about the, the, the previous decision by the CMA. And, you know, one of the things I talked about at that point in time was, uh, you know, to understand that, you know, like a, a, a lot of what we're trying to do, like for people that aren't familiar with the regulatory stuff that don't really pay attention to the politics around this is, you know, we're trying to apply some like just general high level logic to this and, you know, trying to understand it from precedent and things like that. And, and because of that, a lot of this hasn't really, you know, made a lot of sense. Um, you know, one of the things that I stressed to them at that time was, you know, a lot of these regulatory bodies, they are not following, you know, precedent or, uh, and, and a lot of them haven't even been put in those positions to do that. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of panic, you know, from, from high levels, including people that used to work for big tech that are basically saying, Hey, we need activists to go in there and try to create some new, uh, precedent to cool these, you know, big tech down. And so I think that's, you know, ultimately you have to understand the situation, whether we, whether we agree with it in this situation or not, kind of understand like why, why all that stuff is kind of happening and why, this situation seems so damn unpredictable. I've given up trying to predict. I, I've stopped putting percentages to things because it, this is all brand new territory across the board. Um, now, with that said, I think there's two different ways of going about it. And and I, I'm somebody that, you know, somebody who kind of understands what, what the con overall concern is with like more regulation around these fast changing, you know, markets and technology and things like that, ways to kind of grasp that. I understand the 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 issue and what they're trying to accomplish, but I think there's two different ways of approaching it. And what you're seeing there between the CMA and the EU are those two approaches. Um, EU is basically saying, yeah, we like all of them want want to get big tech to bend the knee and Microsoft coming in with this giant this giant acquisition is the opportunity, right? Right place, right time. It, you know, and in, in, in probably a few years back, this would have been past no, no issue, but um, at the end of the day, they want to get Microsoft to bend the knees, show that they do have, they are starting to, um, you know, gain some controls. They are cool in the market. And overall, I think they've, from a, from a high level, they've, accomplish the cooling of it but the eu is basically saying you know what microsoft um you're going to give us remedies that big tech usually doesn't give anybody uh you're we're, we're going to like continue to watch you and make sure you follow through and 
and make sure that you know that you uh, are don't like you aren't anti-competitive that, you know, with these emerging markets that, you know, you don't abuse your powers because at the end of the day, Microsoft is basically a bull in a China shop when you start to start comparing them to a lot of the, the competition, right? Um, CMA is basically saying, Hey, our best solution is just to block it. We don't care. We're going to keep blocking it as you are going to take that as far as we can. I, I, um, as somebody who understands it, not just because I, I'm a you know Game Pass fan and and somebody plays an Xbox, but I do think that the EU's approach here is probably the right way to go about it because at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to block everything from big tech, all their acquisitions. There will be other people in power, and there will be other people in these agencies. And I think I think the EU is establishing that. Um, they did add something to the remedies though that were not in uh, in place before. Uh, that I think that weren't existing with what Microsoft was offering uh, the CMA. Initially, Microsoft did offer them, um, you know, these very specific deals. And even in their, um, even in the reports, they basically call out, hey, Microsoft's getting the pick and choose. So one of the big things that come out of this, and I think this actually kills one of the uh, one of the major concerns from the CMA, uh, I don't think it's going to make them back down, but I do think it, it, it addresses one of those big things as this goes to the cat was where, you know, when Brad Smith came out and says, hey, the, the EC has required Microsoft to license popular Activision games automatically to competing cloud services. Worldwide. Yeah, they worldwide. Yeah. And it's basically, it's sort of like a carte blanche uh like it's automatic. It's not, it's, it, it's, it's no longer Microsoft gets to pick and choose which ones of these companies they, they're going to do 10 year deals with. It's automatic that they get to uh, offer these games. So that changes, I think that changes the overall equation a lot because now you're actually opening up opportunities for other companies who go, Oh, well, if Microsoft's going to be forced to kind of give us, you know, access to these games, we might have a better way to, uh, leverage that than the other guy, than Boosteroid or whoever else. So, so I think that's a big, that's a something that's kind of flown under the radar that I think is pretty significant. Um, but the flip side of it is, uh, CMA came out and tweeted like within seconds of this this decision, saying saying uh, you know basically their stance was like we said what we said. <laughs> And they, 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 I got to be honest with you. I read the response. Yeah. It was immediate. It was, uh, I, I thought, I thought to, to me, if anyone has kids or anyone has nieces or nephews, it kind of seemed like they, they knew they did something wrong, but they were still trying to dig their heels in the sand. Like when you catch a kid doing something, they know they're not supposed to be doing it. Like, well, you know, yeah, whatever that, 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 that's what it sounded like to me. I, I think, look, like I said, I, I, OBM, there, there is a lot of talk from a lot of pundits mm -hmm. and a lot of people in the know that's because this is going to CAT, CAT's not going to go against the CMA. That is a thousand percent wrong. CAT no, has actually pulled yeah. uh, and uh, changed the decision and not sent it back to the CMA. Now, how often does that happen? Not a lot, but it happens. And the attorney representing the uh, the a Activision, the one that was the Queen's attorney, well, yeah. they, they they went up against the CMA six times and they won five. 
Yeah, and so that's going to be the key. And I, this is kind of like where I'm at. Again, I'm not I'm not making any percentage projection uh, predictions. I I do think when you kind of look at because I I did look. Some people sent some cases that were you know where the cat basically sent it back to the CMA and said no, this is wrong, this is wrong, that kind of thing. They do that. They they will yeah. basically look at how you define the market. They'll look at your numbers. If those and there is um there's speculation that some of the CMA's numbers are off. The way they define the market's a little questionable and really so like when you kind of when i was i was talking to you like uh before the show like when i was i actually started delving a little bit further into it i think the cma has like we know that their end goal is here is just to block it they they think it's too big and they want to block it the, the thing is that you gotta you gotta sort of um you gotta mold so you have everything. to have good reason and yeah, evidence you have to have a foundation right yeah. and 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 so they there's i think like you kind of read in they're struggling to articulate what, like if you kind of go through it like piece by piece what you understand is when they say cloud they don't really they're not really just thinking of like boosteroid and all these, yeah. the, in, nvidia they're thinking of microsoft you are uh you are a company who has an os you have azure you have you know you have console you have ips you have like and i've said this before i said when microsoft figures out the ip portion they they basically form the full voltron or their the battle stations fully operational and there's really nobody else in the industry that has all those pieces right like we know sony has mega ips and and uh and a, and a huge brand and owns console we know nintendo has huge ips we know google has you know a mobile store uh but they don't have you know first party studios so like all these other all these companies have major gaps when microsoft figures out this ip situation with mobile and then also getting that big tentpole thing to to drag game pass into the mainstream they really and this is what i think the cma is looking at they're like they're basically saying uh and there was even a line that i was trying to find it be, uh yesterday i couldn't couldn't but there was a line there where they kind of allude to the fact hey once you get all this stuff you can change the market you can change behaviors of consumers you know basically you're going to end up leading this industry and you're going to uh have like a just a a, a giant influence on it that kind of concerns them so so they just at the end of the day i think they're going to try to basically keep their stance it's not going to matter how the cloud is redefined but the, the thing with Microsoft, and I, I don't, I, I, Luke was talking about it online earlier. Uh, Luke, uh, you know, Steele, who's been on. Steele, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, he says, yeah, they're going to send it back to the cat. But the thing is, um, you know, looking at some of the previous things, when they send it back, if they kill that market, if they basically kill the, the foundation you set that on, then, then the CMA doesn't really have any sort of recourse, right? And I think, uh, you know, Microsoft has that lawyer that's basically that's what they do well is they beat the cat, they beat the CMA uh, with the cat and um, they are probably set up to, <clears throat> they have really good arguments and looking at some previous cases, they probably have uh, because, because this is so different and because the CMA really had to be very vague in general about certain things. No, so uh, you got it wrong, dude. Like they, they, their, their numbers are definitely off. Yeah, and, and, and what, challenge, right? So, and, and what's what's bonkers, OBM, is the fact that this is not the first time that their numbers are wrong. They they would they literally were gonna block originally because they were defending Sony as we thought that they were and they they they, they gummed up the numbers which is bonkers. These these are people that are making billion dollar decisions and they can't get the numbers right 
and they gummed it up and they had to go tuck their put their tail between their legs and figure it out and like oh you know what <laughs> our bad you know yeah you know we were wrong sony moved off the board i think ultimately like you said they just wanted to block yeah, and absolutely. Like, absolutely. I'm not sure, by the way, you mentioned the cloud and everything mm -hmm. and what they were sure. I'm not sure if they knew they are talking about gaming cloud, cumulus clouds in the sky. <laughs> well, for real. it's all of it. And it's, just, it's subscriptions, too. A like, lot of that stuff makes no sense yeah. what they said. Yeah, and don't forget the they they mentioned you know uh, the subscriptions as well. Like I think I you know when they when they're saying cloud, I just think that they just it's it's literally what Bill always keeps saying. Hey, any device, any screen, you're just going to be able to access Game Pass for a few bucks. And I think they look at that, and it doesn't. You could you could substitute streaming cloud streaming for uh, local toasters that run in Microsoft OS. Like basically, I don't like I, like I I think the cloud as they put it is is a, is a proxy. It, it's just at the end of the day, they it's just Microsoft being everywhere. They with with something that's so you know. Um, that could be so paradigm changing, I think just concerns them. So yeah, I think they did finag like they basically tried to make the numbers work to to make cloud work, to make this argument work. And it is, it is really tenuous in my opinion. I don't think they're gonna change their opinion unless they're forced to, unless they're just that's just taken away, right? If the cat comes in there and says, look at you, you define this incorrectly, uh you can't look out this far. Like, you know, in the past they pushed it back to where they can only go five years. And I think CMA does talk about five years, but the thing is like, how can you basically say that cloud is going to be this major market in five years? Like if you're limited to five years, if you're, you know, if you, if they, they change their market definition, sorry, I'm losing my voice and I don't know why that is, but if all these things change, I really don't see, like I don't see what the foundation is. So the question is, um, does does Cat get rid of all that stuff when they send it back? And I think there's a possibility. Well, I mean, and, there's also a possibility. Yeah. Again, however unlikely. All right. Now we keep hearing, oh, you know, Cat sends it back. CMA is going to do what CMA does and block it again. The thing is this: regardless of how minute the chance is, because because of the political and financial um uh ramifications of this deal did anyone see the uh and i have again we're not talking about it today because i have to really go over it and i did a lot today so there's a lot to get into everborn had sent me over the grilling that the head of the cma took at parliament and wow talk about big questions being asked they specifically asked about what she said and and broke uh, to, to to Lena Khan in the FTC. They call are, are you colluding with foreign governments? Or do you care that uh, that uh, UK is going to be looked at, at at a place that's closed for business? They said a lot of really powerful things, and there is a chance. Again, regardless of how minute that chance might be, because this is not your standard. I want to buy a company, we want to block kind of situation. The ramifications of the ABK deal are so far beyond yes. the stupid Call of Duty messaging that PlayStation has been, their, their rhetoric with, Play, uh, with Call of Duty has been nothing short of ridiculous at best. This is for Microsoft to get a foothold 
in a, in a market in mobile that they have no fingerprint right now. It is bonkers. And I'm not sure, uh, OBM, if you read, the CMA literally said in their document, well, Google, you don't have much of a chance to get into mobile because Google and yeah, Apple have a duopoly. <laughs> Holy shit. Are you kidding me? That, that was interesting. Yeah. And, that, and, and really, the, the if you want to break that duopoly, you're going to have to between with that. You have to bring competition to the to, to the conversation. And it, and it probably needs to be another another bull. Right. Like you can't you can't bring a small company in there to break that. It's going to have to be a Microsoft or, you know, somebody yeah. with that sort of strength. So, yeah, if they want any chance of breaking that duopoly. It probably is Microsoft. And you know what? I, like that was an interesting quote because I wouldn't put anything past uh, you know, Satya in, in in Microsoft at this point, not when they have that sort of, you know. All, well, like I, I think that's mentioned. where they're going anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. they've already talked about opening up the kind of mobile store. But the thing yeah. is, is it's so odd to see that they're kind of. It feels like they're protecting Sony and Google when it comes to their Apple, rather should I say, when they're, they're doing that. To me, it just kind of feeds more into that mindset that they were bought off somehow, or yeah, or at least colluding, corruption or collusion or both. Yeah, something yeah. seems off right there because the math is not mathing, as they say. It's just not making sense, <laughs> you know. Ultimately, and I, I think, and it's just funny though seeing that brother chop her up like that. I was like, all right, brother. It, it, it was it was something. Listen, uh, Umbra, now that you got the mic, brother, I want to bring you into the conversation because OBM had sent over uh, Brad Smith's. Uh, quote regarding the decision, and I want I want you to obviously just go crazy, brother. Do do what Umber does best, and that is break this down. Uh, Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, basically said the European Commission has required Microsoft to license popular Activision Blizzard games automatically to competing cloud gaming services. This will apply globally and will empower millions of consumers worldwide to play these games on any device they choose. When you hear that, when you see that the, the concessions are literally opening the market to anyone that wants to have a game that they purchase streamed to a device that they or, or a service that they want, whether that be Boosteroid, whether that be NVIDIA, wherever, I don't know how the CMA has a leg to stand on. No, none of us do. I mean, and that's why they were so defensive with what they posted the other day. There was no need for them to say anything. And then, if anything, it made them seem like they dug down in their heels and were like, well, we're, we're still going to defy it and go against it no matter what. You know, and that's I think that's part of the problem. But when I look at what Brad Smith said here, it, to me, and I've said this before, it felt like Microsoft was kind of playing 4D chess a bit. This is just going the way they wanted it to go. Like them having to have it where it's put on all these different devices and it's, you know, um, uh, free of charge or whatever, if you will. Uh, and having people the the ability to play it on whatever streaming service that is once they buy the game. I think that just goes in line with what Microsoft already wanted. I think this is a win for them already there. So it, it seems like that his what he wrote right there was you know case in in what he had already they had already figured out might be one of the um you know the uh, concessions they would have to make to me it just seems like something they were already planning to do uh personally so i think i think it makes sense uh <clears throat> again i think though it just points out how you know incorrect the cma is here and seeing like i said with this this eu saying what they said and the cma coming back to rebut it when they didn't have to it, it just made them look all the more odd. Uh, I'll go further than that and say, 
I think that it pointed out that, like I said, when we say the math is not mathing, that it, 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 you know, they talk about how how they counted numbers for or the MAUs and such like that, I guess, to talk about how many people are playing on cloud. And as Hargeet, who just put a, a super chat in, would always uh, often says, cloud is, you know, not just nascent. He feels like it's just not irrelevant. It's just irrelevant, rather. And at the moment, it, it is. I mean, if we're being honest, it's not a big market like that. As far as people, there are so it. many regions of the world currently here in the United States, in the UK, in the EU, wherever that don't have the capabilities to maintain a proper bandwidth to play over cloud. This is a market that is going to take potentially decades uh, to, to actually come to fruition. And what's even more bonkers Umbra, is if you listen to Hargeet Chani, I, I don't think, I mean, this guy cannot wait to see what this guy does on his own because his take on it was brilliant. He says currently you, there are there's a current Apple phone or an iPad that is as powerful as the Series S right now. What is that going to look like in five years? You're not going to need the cloud. You're going to be playing from your phone, and the hardware is going to be so good that you're going to be playing from the hardware. Cloud might be like the 3D TV. Come in and be a, a big, uh, you know, whiz, um, whiz bang, uh, you know, term, and then to f like the dodo birds go go away. You know, I, I mean, if I find it interesting, I mean, he's right. The technology is going to advance so much. The problem is obviously the storage part, right? So that, yes. that will be the issue. But and of course, the power outage. And that's really the big thing. So I don't know how if it'll come down to where we'll have something that's as powerful as the consoles later on, seeing how it might burn our face off or our hands off if we're holding <laughs> it. So, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't doubt that they'll find a way, these wizards out here, these tech wizards. But no, I, I get it there, what, he, what he's going at with that. Right now, it's just not a thing. So how do they make that and say, well, just in case, we're just going to punish Microsoft anyway. That's the problem I had with what they were saying all along. Well, we're preemptively doing this, and it's for the consumers. I just don't believe that. It, it never made sense to me when they said that no, with, it's with what Microsoft was offering. Yeah, it, yeah. It, to me, it's, it felt like, hey, it's Microsoft. Let's stop them. The same thing with the FTC. It's the big name. Let's get them. And then the whole thing of them meeting up with Lena Khan the way they did. and, and the, the Very gentleman. suspicious, dude. It is, it, it is it, suspicious. There, there's a lot of the, uh, uh, Umbra. The, the, what about this, Umbra? Let, 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 let me give you the police hat for a second. The CMA blocks on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday, Amazon releases Luna for the first time in the UK to 18 million consumers. Like, no, nobody, nobody thinks that, that that's not funny. That's not suspicious. Yeah. You don't find that suspicious? Yeah. No, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just paved the way for them to really, I guess, I don't know. It's just, it's just odd. I don't know how else to explain it. And, you know, we are speaking from, <clears throat> and I've spoken with Luke Steele. I've had him on the show, me and Danny, we spoke with him and he educated us as much as my, our poor brains could take the information he was giving us. But, you know, my, 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 <laughs> thought, my thought kept coming back to, yeah, but still. And I look at American politics, <clears throat> and I know the UK is not somehow, you know, resisting that when it comes to collusion and money and money, you know, being lobbied out, whatever, from lobbyists. And I know they say it's an independent body. But I think that right there is kind of misleading because corruption they, is far reaching, my friend. Absolutely. I, don't care, I, I don't care how how what party you are, 
what race, creed, color, sexual orientation you are. Corrupt uh, corruption is corruption, and obviously, it doesn't matter where you're from. If 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 the if you are that kind of a person, that will be tainted by the amount of money that potentially potentially has been pushed around. You know, listen, I'm not I'm not pointing the finger at anyone, uh, anybody, Umbra, but I'm saying that. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, you know, folks, I'm sorry, there's probably a duck. Right. And then the yeah. old saying is where there's smoke, there's fire, too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, we can't say this for any certainty. It just feels odd, though. Just that's the best I can put it is that it doesn't add up. And when things just don't add up and they're saying one thing and then you see all these other people saying another, it just makes them look like the odd man out. Yeah. Well, because, you know, to your point, one of the things that Parliament brought up uh, was exactly what we were saying on that show with Luke Seal, which was like, hey, the the level of oversight, like the, the amount that the CMA has to prove is just not the same as what the FTC or even the EU has to prove. Uh, it's They basically can just be like, it's blocked because we don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, and the parliament guy brought that up. And then he he went on to further the conversation is like, hey, is it possible? Just asking as a friend, is it possible that the FTC came over and was like, hey, can you block this? Because it's going to be easier for you. (laughs) Like, it's the exact conversation that we were having on the podcast. And I was like, did they watch? I know they didn't, but did they watch? (laughs) It did feel like they were watching watching Yeah, He's like, these blokes make a good point. I'm going to use that. (laughs) Uh, Now they're not going to watch anymore. Look what you've done. (laughs) Who just lost Parliament? I all love Parliament. (laughs) That's good stuff, man. I mean, listen, obviously, Umber, uh, continue your point, brother. I mean, you, you, you're putting down great bricks here. Uh, I mean, again, uh, I, I do ha- I, I do have uh, the uh, – let me just pull it up over here. You know what? J- just for uh, – we can always come back around to you, Umber, if you want to take a break and we can hand this over to Danny. Uh, Danny, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the response from the CMA. You you give us you know you, the whole skinny of what you think of what happened yesterday – but more importantly, the CMA's reaction to this. Five tweets, folks. I told the five tweets, one after another. The first one simply says, our response to the European Commission's announcement today on Microsoft Activision with an arrow emoji. Okay, I guess. They go on to say this, folks, and I'm going to read it verbatim. The UK, the US, and the European uh, competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm competition in cloud gaming. The CMA concluded that cloud gaming needs to continue as a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice in this rapidly evolving sector. I'm going to pause right there for a second because I call BS. And if you look at the cloud providers who came out unanimously against the CMA's block, these entities, these small businesses that operate in the UK are yelling to the ether, what the F are you doing? We never had Activision games. We're going to have them now, (laughs) and you're taking that away. So let Yeah, you know you're making the wrong call when... uh, I'm sure Microsoft said something about it too, but I didn't see it. What I did see instead was Boosteroid celebrating that the EU passed it. I saw NVIDIA celebrating that the EU passed it. Uh, I'm sure Microsoft did too. I just didn't see it. But it's like you know you're making the wrong choice when you're like we're protecting you and they're like don't <laughs> yeah, don't 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 protect us please. I don't you're, need you're, it you're, you're, you're killing me so Daniel let me let me let me read the 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 bevy of tweets that came afterwards uh, it says this Microsoft's proposals accepted by the European Commission today would allow for Microsoft to set the terms 
and conditions for this market for the next 10 years. They would replace a free, open, and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells them, and the conditions of said sale. And finally, this is one reason or one of the reasons the CMA's independent panel group rejected Microsoft's proposals and prevented this deal. And they close with this. While we recognize and respect the European Commission's uh, uh, is in, uh, okay. While we recognize and respect the European Commission is entitled to take a different view, the CMA stands by its decision. Again, I'm sorry to say it would have been probably better for them not to have said a single word, Danny. This is rhetoric that is very finger pointing. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm sorry to say their numbers are wrong. They got it wrong. And now it, it looks as if the cat is going to get involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cat's going to. Or- is it the cat? What is cats? I don't know I don't what know. cat stands I, I, for. It, 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 it's something, <laughs> something, something tribunal. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was already pretty clear that they were going to have to get involved because uh, Microsoft is already talking about appealing. So, so theoretically, they were always going to be part of it. But I, I know that you, or I'm glad that you brought up their response to it because that was actually going to be one of the things that that I wanted to talk about. Uh, is there's two points in here that I think are really laughable. Um, and the first one is when they said that it's like tweet two, where they're like, the UK, US and European uh, competition authorities are unanimous that this merger would harm, harm competition in cloud gaming. It's like, how can you say that it's unanimous when you blocked it and the EU didn't like, right. yeah. clearly, clearly you guys have a, have a, a difference in, in opinion here. That's not, that's not what unanimous looks like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so oh, uh, real quick, Danny, uh, hypersonic in the chat. Uh, thanks so much for the, for the co- uh, clarification, brother. He tribunal. says the competition appeal tribunal that makes is, what sense. It, is what, what stands for cat. Gotcha. So then it would be the cat. Cause you would say the competition appeal tribunal. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So it's like, obviously like we're, we haven't even gotten to the actual information of, of your response here. And you've already said something that makes no sense. And then later, I think it was tweet four. Yeah, here it is there, which I just also want to point out. They broke it into five tweets. They didn't need to do that. They've got the blue check mark. They could have just written a long post, but I don't know. Maybe they didn't know that. They don't seem to understand how technology works anyway. So I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but whatever, who am I to tell them how to do their jobs? Um, because in, in tweet four here, they're saying it would replace a free open and competitive market with one subject to ongoing regulation of the games Microsoft sells, the platforms to which it sells, and the conditions of sale. And it's like, wait, so did you block it just because you didn't want to do your job? Because the regulation of that stuff is your, that's your job, that's your job. <laughs> did you just not want to have to do it? Is that the difference between you and the EU? Is they were like, we see some potential issues here, so we're going to regulate it and come up with a solution for it. And you were like, we're just going to not do it. We're just going to block the whole thing. <laughs> like, is that what the situation is? Because that's what it feels like. It's just they didn't want to have to put anything in place to to have to do their job themselves, which is really funny, especially when you consider that uh, Microsoft had already proposed an option where like a third party could do it, you like, and they would even pay for it or whatever. Like this entire response just feels like, and, and I guess maybe they were 
just getting out ahead of having to talk to parliament. Uh, but it definitely feels like they're just like, uh, no, what we did was good and smart and everything was okay. And it's like, I don't know if that's true anymore, dude. Like, like genuinely I was going into yesterday and, and we were seeing all the, you know, all the reports where it was like, Oh yeah, the EU is for sure going to pass it. Like there's no problem. Uh, and I, I was remembering that we were seeing similar things from, from the CMA uh, before sure they did. their thing came through and i was like well i you know i'm just i'm not gonna get my hopes up you know what i mean uh and then it went through and i was like oh no yeah so it seems like the cma just just literally doesn't want to do their job or is not particularly good at it one of the things that i was really excited to see was parliament getting involved because when we were talking when me and number were talking to luke Steele, it seemed like there was very minimal oversight um of the cma and it seems like that normal process, there is very little because it's it's just it's just Cat who comes in and basically they have to prove that either the CMA broke the law or has acted in some kind of like criminally insane way is sort of the way he described it. Um, and then even if they do that, all that happens is that the decision goes back to the CMA to decide on again, which is like not a cool choice. Right. Like not really, not who really. Watches, about how that works. I put it, who watches the Watchmen? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fantastic weird. point. Yeah, it's, weird. Yeah. it's very weird. But 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 in, in, in but Danny to, to, to kind of just clarify that. Yeah. There have been instances where Cat themselves did not send a decision back to the CMA and made the change themselves now granted it doesn't happen yeah. often but it has happened and again this particular situation is very different we we cannot consider so. this as to, to be to be your regular deal to block this is a very unique situation yeah well i think that that's proven by the fact that the the prime minister is getting involved and parliament's getting involved to my knowledge i think that's and you know obviously i don't keep up with british politics or whatever i think that's unusual for for a situation like this i don't think that they have to go to parliament and justify their decisions every time that the cma blocks something that doesn't seem like something that would really make sense i said the so, same thing danny i would so, love to hear luke Steele speak on it and tell us if that's the case or not yeah so clearly there's there's some level of a of, of pretty firm disagreement from the rest of the government uh, over there of being like hey i don't know actually if you if you did the math right on this one <laughs> right yeah um because that that was always the thing that really bothered me the most was i was like I understand that you are afraid of some kind of harm to the cloud market. And, you know, I might disagree with the cloud market not really being a thing and all that stuff. Like, I don't think that it makes sense to protect a market that doesn't really exist and isn't really a separate market, in my opinion. But whatever, like, that's your choice to make is the CMA. But the part that always bothered me was like, so why are you not coming up with a solution for it? You know what I mean? Why are you not offering the, you know, concessions or something that they can do? Well, that's what the EU is doing. And yeah, the CMA yeah, because the, yeah. the EU is doing that now. And we've seen even before the CMA's decision, we've seen that Microsoft is more than willing to, you know, play ball to yeah. if there's any problems to go in and correct them because they just want this deal to go through. Right. So they're willing to do whatever. So it, it always bothered me that like so many of the trade commissions that we've seen have either passed it without any concessions whatsoever. And now the EU has a, a, a honestly a pretty bare bones concession that was it seems like something that Microsoft is already going to do which is just they pretty have to put easy it on to these enforce, other services right? yeah 
Yeah, and that, and, and that, and, and and I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to jump. I, I have a yeah, work, no, no, no. You, you, I have a work you, meeting. Drop your bars, to. brother, and, 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 and yeah, and bounce. I'll, I'll take off. Yeah, I do. I so super apologize about that, Daniel. <laughs> no, you're good. I, jumping out of here in a second. I got a work meeting that I got to lead. So, um, but first of all, I want to just thank everybody. But yeah, I just you know throw just kind of add one last piece to that is is you know we, we heard before in the past even from Luke that. You know, the CMA doesn't like to manage these things. I think there's two points on that. Number one, if if these regulatory bodies really do want to control big tech long term or manage that stuff, they will have to start investing in ways to manage remedies because I, you're not going to be able to block everything forever. And I think really, had they been able to put better guidelines around Google and, and Facebook and things like that, you'd probably be in a much better situation today uh, than, you know, than we would have than than you know than what the current situation is so uh, i think that's the best way to, to handle it fortunately for the cma because of what the eu has already put in place they don't have to manage anything what the eu has put in place is a pretty easily enforceable thing they've already mm. called that out what, guys I got, I got breaking news um okay. florian muller just posted something uh which is very interesting to your point right now it's, it's very interesting to the conversation we're having obm and i'll let you convin- uh, finish in a second sure. he says this folks should the cat tribunal uh determine that the cma irrationally rejected the proposed remedy and psychologically uh it's obviously helps that this eu commission accepted it then the case is effectively terminated by the cat decision nothing the cma could do then on remand you know it's interesting to hear it but i will point out that um well no you know what i'll keep that i, one. I, I better i better I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys discuss yeah. it i want to um first of all i just want to uh thank you again boom for inviting me this was a nice lunch break great to talk some gaming and break <laughs> it's great today. to have you here brother thank and, you and daniel and uh and umbra it's great to no get doubt, a chance to, to to touch uh, base with you and Same. Uh, we'll all get caught up again real soon but uh we'll t- uh, talk soon thanks everybody all yeah, right, it, uh, listen, uh, before we bring this back to, to, to Umbra and Danny, and I have a few things I want to say, I definitely want to catch up on the Super Chats, if that's okay, guys, because there's been quite a few of them. Absolutely. And I want to thank a, a lot of new names I've never seen before. So first of all, if you're finding the channel for the first time, thanks for stopping by. And more importantly, thank you for being generous because, well, we don't do this for money. We do this for the love of gaming. And obviously, uh, if anyone that uh, knows my wife and I who run this channel, we put it right back into the community by tons of giveaways that we do. Uh, but listen, the first one of the day comes the way of what we just talking about the the best smile in the business. Hargi Chani drops a very generous five dollars of chat and says, and this is funny. Um, and I, I, you know what? Actually, run away with this, guys. And I'll I'll, 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 I'll I'll do the super chats right after you guys answer this. This is very interesting, uh, Umbra, because you mentioned it. Uh, Hargi Chani says, I guess someone forgot to let the CMA know about the EU's Digital Markets Act that requires third-party stores to be allowed on iOS and Android. This is something that has not happened in the UK, from what I understand. Hargi's on to something again. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's like I said, all of it reeks of of, of oddness. It's mm-hmm. very odd. Uh, it doesn't make much sense. And, it, you know, the only thing and you see these major co- corporations like Google and Apple being approved, but Microsoft is targeted. 
it, it, it feeds into that that mindset that somehow some lobbyists from Sony somehow <laughs> got them to play ball or something. Like, no, nah, I just block them. But I, I feel like it's it's deeper than that. I feel like I think the the collusion thing makes more sense overall. It just it's still I'm so sorry, odd dude. My my, my my inner popo is screaming. Like honestly, <laughs> I got one of those uh, those those spider tent spider sense feelings. From gotcha. the from the jump, I'm sorry. Like I, 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 I think I, I personally I, go to ignorance over collusion, but it, it's all possible. Yeah, it could be a mixture of both. To be fair, I mean, yeah, it's true. true, very true. Yeah. What are, you got more super chats? I'm assuming. Yes, I do. But Danny, w- w- let's get your hot yeah. take on what on, on exactly what Hargeet had to say. I, I'm interested to get your, your your point on this. Yeah, I think that it's honestly, I think it's. <laughs> less that nobody told them i think that it's just based on the stuff that i've seen from and not just the cma in their defense but also from the ftc uh is just a critical misunderstanding of the market that they're talking about which is i think especially disappointing because they've they've taken like a year to to figure out seemingly (laughs) nothing like i don't know what they were doing for this whole time i don't know the litigation process i don't know what i I thought that the whole, all this preamble before them actually making the decision was for them to get educated on what they were talking about. And it seems like that's not the case because both the FTC and the CMA are talking about things in the games market that just are just factually not true or real. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're talking about, I mean, you don't even have to go into the whole situation with cloud gaming. You can just look at the the part where they ruled Nintendo out as a participant in the games industry. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I don't think that they, I don't know that these are the people <laughs> that should be making decisions about things that happen in gaming because they they clearly don't know what's happening. Like to rule Nintendo out as as a participant in the high-end console market, a market that you've decided exists on the spot as opposed to, which is probably, I guess, what they're doing with the cloud gaming market as well. Uh, is it just looks so laughable when, within the same time period, you're seeing people lined up around the block to buy Zelda and like the numbers going through the roof for them, right? Like it's just insane to me to be like, yeah, but they don't count. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, I just I don't it. trust them. I don't trust them either. I think, no, uh, it's it, the whole situation is odd, folks. I mean, let, let's call a spade a spade here. This is, you know, uh, let, me, let me. Someone just put something in there that was pretty good. Fred uh, Gerwin. Fred, Fred Astaire. Uh, yeah, well, I wish Fred Astaire, but Greg <laughs> Gerwin, Fred Gerwin basically said, uh, "I wouldn't say ignorance. They just don't want the deal to go through for political reasons." Uh, and he's not True. the only one actually that saying well. this. That there, there, See, there, but there are, that's where it confuses me because you hear their own government questioning them like yes. hey uh did you yeah. all do this right and you see the parliament people saying it is, to me that speaks of, of of something else you know what i mean mm. because their their government is clearly seems to be on microsoft's side here from what those type of questions yeah. i heard well, well they mentioned know... something that was said by um uh, uh lulu right uh they specifically mentioned they asked they asked the head of the cma is the UK closed for business? Yeah, that 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 came directly from Lulu Chang, uh, who is of course uh, the CCO of Activision. That is, 
I mean, they used her, that exact terminology. Exactly. Now, whether they were referencing her, what she said or not, I don't know. But it's it's pretty obvious that this deal, the ramifications are so out there. It goes beyond simple Call of Duty, which, is, of course, is what yeah. Sony tried to make this whole thing about. It, it It's crazy, Daniel. It's just, yeah. it's well, crazy. Sony has to make it about Call of Duty because the cloud market doesn't apply to them because they're just mm -hmm. not a part of it. Um, unless they want to make the argument that they have no intention of getting into it. Because I, I guess... I've seen some people being like, well, you know, they, they're incapable of getting into it. And it's like, I don't think that that's true, right? They could partner with Google or Amazon or even Azure if they really wanted to. Like, there's a number of ways that, that Hell, they PlayStation are could get into Microsoft the, with Azure, actually. Yeah, I don't know that they're using it. It, it doesn't seem way. like they are anyway. Yeah. But the partnership did, did happen at some point. And it's like, they could absolutely get into cloud gaming if that was something that they wanted to do. It just doesn't seem like it is. Um now, I mean, I guess you could make the argument that they would have to go through a third party to do it, at least at first. And like, that's kind of, you know, going to cut into their bottom line as far as cloud gaming is concerned. But it's like, I don't know, it's it's this weird thing where it feels like you're almost stopping a market from forming. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not. It doesn't feel like you're trying to protect a market because everyone who's already in there is like, no, actually, we want this to happen. Not just Microsoft, but obviously like Boosteroid and NVIDIA and all those people I was talking about before have come out and been like, hey, actually, uh, I want Call of Duty. So if you could pass this, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it's it just feels like such a strange decision, right? To to be like, we're, we're protecting this market that doesn't really exist yet. And the only people who are in it want this deal to go through. It's like, what do you think you know that they don't? <laughs> like, Yeah. And Cardell, she mentioned, you know, it's like you pointed out earlier where they just it seems like they just want to block it. And we don't quite know the reason why, but it just it reeks of some type of corruption. But and, you know, her argument was that it's a nascent market. And, you know, we all know and understand at this point, as, as long as we've talked on this subject, that nascent means it's not, you know, fully developed into any, anything. So, yeah. The, the point of it is, is the law doesn't work that way over there. So nascent, you know, means that this have a you have a weak theory of harm for SLC and things of that nature. Yeah. And so what is their reasoning that they could even say, yeah, we're blocking this because of this? It's all weak. It makes no real sense. You know, yeah. it's just it's very odd all around. It's it's just a, a decision that's bothered me basically since the jump uh, where I just don't really understand their their reasoning behind it on any level. Um, I will say I was not expecting for because we saw the FTC sort of getting chewed out for similar things. Uh, and the questions that were brought against them were ones that made a lot of sense. And I was really surprised to hear them. And then Parliament was like, hold my beer. And they were asking the exact questions that a lot of us on these podcasts have been asking. And I was like, I swear to God, they've been listening. I swear to God, <laughs> they've been in our chats or something because they're, <laughs> they're asking all the questions that we've been having about like, you know. Hey, did you did you talk to Lena Khan? Like, what happened here? What's that situation? They they were specifically saying, you know, hey, uh, is it possible that you were making this decision for the FTC because you know that it's easier for you to block something than it is for these other people? Because you like the fact that that's Parliament heavy implications, was Danny, how that's poorly the serious. system works over there yeah. is is not a great sign. You know what I mean? Like the the fact that the government is pointing at the government and being like, you're not doing like, this doesn't work is, right. is not, it, it's not a great situation over there. So like clearly at least some people in parliament seem to think 
that the CMA needs more oversight or needs to be or like needs to actually have to prove their points more. Uh, and I think that that's probably a good thing in the long run. I don't know if it's going to be a fast turnaround, but you know, it's just, it's never a, a good time when the government is saying the government doesn't work. <laughs> you yeah. Know what and, I mean? and to add to that, I mean, I mean, and by the way, unless one of these brothers, our British brothers, AJH, Abdel, or, you know, Braden Blade, one of you all parliament, is that what it is? Maybe you all secretly parliament. We didn't know. All H has been uh, educating me in the chat. So he might be, he might, he be. might be. Yeah. He might be the brother <laughs> that was asking those questions, but you know, to add to that, um, as far as that goes with the government saying what they're saying, there was a, a point where they were trying to pass something. I don't think it passed just yet, but they were trying to add something to make the CMA even stiffer to, to like get around and to make them tougher even I believe to, you know, to enforce them, which I thought like, that makes no sense. If you're saying that yeah. they're an independent body that's already, right. yeah, what it can already overrule what, you know, whatever's passed down to them from what we've heard and been told, like, why would you embolden that? That makes no sense. And I mean, so now, you know, the whole situation came out where, uh, was it Rishi Samek, I believe their prime minister the prime is? Minister. Although so apparently now, they've had like five or six prime ministers in true, the last couple of years. It's not true. a position that people apparently want. Yeah. But, but I hope he sticks around at least long enough to follow through on what he's been saying because I'm exactly. And you know, guys, uh, Tom from Tanami just put something into the chat. I want to read to you guys because it's it, again, I this is what he's saying. So I'm going to go on, on faith here that this is what he's saying. It literally came from the prime minister. Hmm. He said, according to the prime minister, the CMA is not the government, so they have an unregulated regulator driving their economy into the dirt. Mm -hmm. No, they're independent body. They're independent. Yeah. Luke's, Luke broke yeah. it down where he said they're, uh, what he said, they're a civilian something. I forgot how he worded it. Um, but more or less, they are independent body. But, you know, independent, it's kind of deceptive when it sounds that way because it just sound, makes it sound like they're just free of oversight and overhead, you know. But I don't really think that's the case because there is a situation where if it's causing any type of harm financially for the government, for the country, yes. mm -hmm. the government can absolutely step in and overrule what they're, whatever they're talking about. And I think yes. this is what they're leading to. And I think this is what they're trying to lead to hearing how they're talking and hearing and reading rather what Rishi uh, Sumek wrote. It seems to be leading to the way of, hey, you all are going to cause us business. And, you know, that whole Death Valley thing that Brad Smith said, I think it resonated yeah. heavy. Because all of that happened right after you said it, you start seeing this pop up where Rishi came out and said what he said and wrote that entire like number, you know, uh, list new numbered and everything like that. I mm -hmm. think it was a 10 point, five point or something like that type of list and everything like that. And now you have Parliament asking specific questions to that and asking mm -hmm. things we ourselves wonder. It, it's it's uh, I mean, when you when you have them asking, hey, did you? Do anything? Did you talk with Lena Khan? When you have them asking that, that to yeah. me seems to be that they have a lack of faith in what you've been doing behind the scenes. To me, so yeah, I think that that's one hundred percent correct. I the way that they talk about it, it makes it seem like maybe they should bring it into the fold of the actual government, um, so that they could have more direct oversight over it or something like that. Um, that seems to be sort of the direction they're going, but because like to hear to hear Jez talk about it, it seems like there's been this. I don't know if it's strictly the CMA who's doing it, but it seems like there's been this trend of just like specifically tech industry uh, jobs, but just all kinds of people basically moving jobs out of the UK because it's just so hard to do business there. Right? He's been saying that on the, the Xbox Two podcast for 
I want to say a couple months now at this point, off and on. Yeah. yeah uh, and it's like, it's not good. Like he's talking about how there's, there's people standing in food lines and stuff because there's just not enough jobs over there. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to equate, Oh, they blocked Activision. So people don't have jobs. Like that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Like this is just one very small data point in the category. But it's a that point nonetheless situation. Danny. Yeah. Um, and it's like, clearly there's something going on over there economically that needs a needs a look like if, you, if you're having record unemployment and people standing in food lines and all these issues then like i don't know i feel like you should be doing pretty much everything to bring new jobs there and it doesn't feel like that's the case listen yeah. uh, it, th- again this I, i've said this before i probably said it two or three times on today's podcast there are more ramifications than simply Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation and Nintendo. This, this again, this is one of those decisions where it even goes and it far reaches past Microsoft because look what happened with ARM. ARM pulled out of the London stock market and they now position themselves in New York, right? They've already come out and said, we're, we're going to move our offices from the UK to New York, right? Where they can they, they can do uh, business as usual. If you are and and, and again, I'm, I'm using I'm using an ideology that came the way of everyone saga when we were talking. We've talked pretty much every day. He said something to the effect that if you are a small startup, right, and you're looking to be acquired, like you 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 have a good technology and you're 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 hoping that you know you're sinking all of your resources into this technology to be seen by Amazon, by Microsoft, by Apple, by Google, right? And you you can't contend solely against these behemoths. So you are hoping that you get acquired. You're you're presenting your package to them. If you're going to do that with the chance that someone like the CMA is going to have or get wait wake up one day and have a bad day and be like, nope. We're just going to block it or we're going to put it behind X, Y, and Z walls of law that you're just going to wind up giving it up. Why would you invest in the UK? Why would you take the time to make a business in the UK? You wouldn't because you're going to get blocked. You're going to, you're, you're going to be subject to the CMA's shenanigans, if you will, because that's really what it comes down to. Nothing that they said, the, uh, the, uh, validate their reasons for blocking this deal. This deal is not illegal. This deal is not going to somehow destroy cloud competition. Everyone that is anyone wanted this deal that that that, that uh, to go through and they blocked it. And now the EU didn't. I, I listen, at the end of the day, I don't know if there's corruption, I don't know if there's collusion, but I will say that in the 2 weeks that there was radio silence from the CMA they met with Lena Khan, and I can tell you that if, if in fact, there was collusion, people need to go to jail. People need to be impeached. I'm sorry. They're, they're, the law is the law. That's it. There, there is no gray area. It's either you did the crime or you didn't do it. That's it. But at the end of the day, this is, this is going to, again, I know like Luke, Luke Steele, Guy is a brilliant mind, so brilliant that sometimes I don't even understand the words coming out of his mouth. And that's because he works in acquisitions. This is what he does every day. And even though sometimes I don't agree with him, he does know what he's talking about. And I will say that 
what is happening right now in our lifetime is probably never going to happen. We're never going to see something like this again. At least I don't think I will. I'm 50. I'm going to be 53 this year. So hopefully I last at least until I'm 90. I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like this again. I can tell you that whatever you thought you knew about the way things run specifically in the CMA and with the UK is, is not how this is going to play out. This is going to play out much different just based on what uh, Umbra and Danny had said. Have we ever seen a time where the government got involved, that the prime minister is making statements like, hey, we're going to sit down with Microsoft to discuss the CMAs? Because uh, uh, the, 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 the prime minister actually said that. We're going to sit down with Microsoft to discuss what happened with the CMA. Um, I'm sorry to say, when you get governmental involvement for, with, uh, for decisions of the government, like Umber just said, there's potential problems here, folks. So I don't think this is going away. And I think ultimately, I think ultimately, and again, this is just my hot take on it. I don't think the CMA is going to have a leg to stand on and even be involved in the decision. I think this decision is going to come from from Cat. I think Cat's going to find that it's irrational, that they got the numbers wrong a second time, and they're going to make the decision for themselves. And the CMA is just going to be put into the kids' table. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, and I probably am wrong. But that's my hot take on it. Uh, let me catch up on the Super Chats, and then we will move on to uh, some other news. Uh, Laburn 98 drops a $5.50 Super Chat and says, CNBC asked uh, Microsoft's CEO, Satya Nadala, if Microsoft would ever consider selling products in the, e- in the U.S. and the EU, but not the U.K. And he responded, let's wait for this to play out. Again, we said that in the beginning of the show. That is a shot across the bow. I don't care how you put it. Um, if they are not going to, if they, if they were willing to pull Call of Duty from sale in the UK, you're going to have a real problem with with with, with your residents that are not going to yeah. be able to play this game. It, it, I, it is going to be a bloodbath. I don't think they would ever actually do it, but I think it's a powerful threat. Is what yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it is what it is, and he, you know, it, it's this isn't coming from me. You know, Mr. Knucklehead Podcast. It is coming from Satya Nadal, the head of Microsoft, who basically didn't threaten anyone. He said, "Well, let's just see how this plays out." When asked a question, that's that's weighs heavy. That's a that's a that's a heavy that's a heavy comment. But we again, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we have Fantas Archer drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Isn't Game Pass as its base just a version of their digital store?" And not solely cloud uh, cloud streaming service as the CMA is trying to portray. That is absolutely correct. It's just a part of the package. It is not sold to you as a cloud-based service. And for the record, Fantas Archer, if you did not know this, and this was brought to our attention by the good old Jez Corden of Windows Central. Do you know how many gamers actually use Xbox Game Pass for cloud? In the UK right now, currently, 5,000 people, 5K. Do you know what happened to launch into the UK for the first time? Uh, that would be Amazon's Luna, which had access to 18 million customers with a flip of a switch. Think about that for a second. The day after the CMA says no dice on this deal, and they use cloud as, a, as their, their main talking point, 5,000 Xbox gamers used uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate via the cloud. 
and 18 million people had instant access to Amazon Luna as a part of Prime. Think about that for a second. Ridiculous. Um, whole grain bread drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says the CMA saying uh, that the EU and the FTC all agreed on the ma- on the merger harming competition screams collusion to me. The EU just decided to have a brain. I mean, they, they made the right choice for sure, and Microsoft responded by giving the concessions that they asked for, and now everything is good. Uh, we have uh, Jose Alavella. Drops a very generous uh, $10 super chat. Thank you for that, Jose. Thanks, and welcome to the program, brother. He says, like Michael Pactor said, create a separate entity in the UK that can easily be monitored by the CMA or by an appointed third party or by merely managing the UK business separately done with CMA. Uh, they're done with CMA's BS. Yeah, there's a lot of ways around this. I, I I think ultimately it is going to be passed, but it's not going to be passed by the CMA. I think the cat is going to actually be the one passing this because it's it, the ramifications are just it's just too dense to allow this, for it to go to, back to the CMA for them to make a mistake again because they've already made one with the numbers where they put Sony, uh, you know, at harm. Then they had to recount or, or renege on 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 that on that opinion. And then, ha- and then again, came back with it with blocking for cloud, which is preposterous. Um, let's see. Chris Jones. Hey, Chris, what's going on, brother? He drops. Very generous. $5 super chat and says, Vestiger said we, we call regulators. We don't visit them. Um, I'm not sure what that means, Raiden Blade. He's, is dropped a two-pound super Raiden chat. Raiden is saying that. Vestager, who Vestager is it Vestager or Vestager? I'm it's guessing Vestager. I think it is. Vestager is the head of yeah, the, the head of the, the, EU. the EU Commission. Yes, yeah. correct. So it's basically saying that she was saying that we don't go and visit them like Lena Khan, for instance, at the CMA did. We yeah. would call and talk with them, but meeting up with them is suspicious. Is basically what he's saying. Well, thanks so much, Raiden Blade, for that. Thanks, and thanks for the clarification. Because that, yeah, it, you it, think it is she's not off the plane in like a trench coat and a Carmen Sandiego hat, <laughs> right? Wearing sunglasses. Where and, in and, the and no world is Lena Khan and the CMA? <laughs> Highlander 001 drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "I honestly do not see anything being done by Parliament or the Prime Minister when they have elections coming up. I think it's all just talk." It is just talk until business, uh, until Microsoft stops doing business in the UK and then other big corporations uh, follow suit. I, and I think ultimately, considering the financial situation that is going on in the UK, uh, who obviously are still uh, uh, hurting, that well, at least their citizens are hurting since Brexit, I, I don't necessarily know. I, I think they have, regardless of elections or not, they have um they have to respond because the people ultimately are going to suffer over this and i think that maybe and again i'm, I'm not saying this is going to happen but if you are running for re-election and the main crux of the complaint from the citizens of the uk our finances our jobs are putting food on the table are increasing prices uh do you f- allow the cma to run rampant and block this deal when Microsoft has come out and said, okay, well, if you're going to block this deal, business is closed in, in, in the UK, and we'll take our business over to the EU who just passed this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't my, know. My thought was exactly what you said. My thinking would be if they're going to be doing this for political reasons, then they would do exactly what they're doing. Yep. Not ignoring it because yep. this right here would play well into them saying we're fighting for we're fighting jobs. for you we're fighting Listen, for yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to be the Silicon Valley of the UK like they point they said way back. I don't think they would not do this for political reasons. This makes more sense to be doing this for political reasons to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's 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 very interesting. I I I don't necessarily think that you can. Um, just told... Oh, okay. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Grubb just tweeted something. Uh, Jeff, Jeff uh, a good friend of the program, uh, uh, Jacob Novick, dropped it in here. It says just told Jim Ryan to cancel the showcase because. You all are too thirsty. I, I don't even know what that means, but okay. <laughs> um, you know, I am parched. Let me get yeah, my yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm drinking my, my my clear splash water from Stop and Shop, which I absolutely no calories. So there I wonder you go. how much of that is a joke. Like, is he because okay, because the joke part is obviously he's saying it because it's like it's like people are too thirsty for it, like people are too looking forward to it, they're too I mean to use a potentially on PC word, they're too horny for it. Um, Basically, yes. Right, yes. like that's the situation. But I wonder if he's saying that joke as a way to be like, hey, I just heard that they actually are not doing a showcase anymore. And if that's the case, that really sucks because I want that show. That sucks I'm, because uh, I'm, I'm expecting it to be, you know, pa- it, it, again, they haven't had a show in so long that there's potential that it could be a year of dreams part two. But with yeah. that said, I hope everyone is enjoying the show. I don't even, I'm, I haven't looked at the numbers. How many people are in the chat? Wow, almost 800 people. That's crazy. Um, if you're new and you're finding the channel, I ask that you subscribe. We're going to have you, uh, and now again, listen, you know what? I have to do this because the whole point of having incredible voices on this show, like Daniel McGee and Infinite Umbra, who have a new show called The Fix. Well, I'm I'm here to ask you as a friend. Now, I do this. I've done this for the Iron Lords. I've done this for a bunch of podcasts because I think that the it's very easy to get lost in promoting hate content because the numbers skyrocket. There are some people that started yesterday, and because they're anti Xbox and they produce and they produce hate hateful content. This world is kind of effed up. So I'm here to do, I'm going to stop the show right now for a hot second. And I'm going to ask that Umbra and uh, and Daniel drop the link for their YouTube channel in here. Uh, Umbra started his YouTube channel. He's about 60 subscribers away from 1K. And I'm asking you to take the time right now. We're going to get into the other two topics. We still have uh, at least 40 minutes of the show. Take the time and go over there and subscribe. The show is called The Fix. They are a pinch away from um, from 1K. Please do me a favor. If you trust my judgment, if you appreciate the work that I do, the kind of, that kind of work and that kind of, uh, of, of dedication to the craft comes the way of both Umbra and Danny McGee on this show. I think they've had five or six episodes. They've all been dynamite. Uh, Umbra, drop that link in there for me, please. And people, I already we, did. We have eight, nearly 800 people here. There's got to be 60 of you that would do me a favor and subscribe and check out this crazy, awesome podcast. Yeah, thank you, Boom, for that. I mean, that was unexpected, but, uh, you know, much appreciated, brother. <laughs> yeah, if you all haven't subscribed yet, and I see some of you subscribing and some who have, uh, we really appreciate it. Like Boom pointed out, we are close to 1K already. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what our watch hours are looking like, but <laughs> I know we're getting there. Um, 
you know, the way we're looking at it is the sooner we could possibly do anything to monetize. We're not trying to be greedy or anything. You know, it's not much you can make off but, YouTube, especially with those investing numbers. in the channel costs money, brother. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it costs money. It does. And, you know, so, and, it, I, you know, our aim is to give back. You know, I did the same even with the Xbox Infinite where um, I we gave away the three, you know, excuse me, not 360. We gave away an Xbox Series S and things like that. And I've even on Twitter given away money and stuff like that, especially when I got my little income tax. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so, I, yeah, yeah, I did like a whole month of $50 giveaways for until this, the showcase. I might do it again this year. Uh, I'll see how I feel. But, you know, um, it's to give back. So you all give into that. It's much like how Boom operates here. You, you give in, he's giving back into the community. That's how we see it as well, me and Danny. Mm -hmm. So, um, and we're just hoping to grow and you know get the get our word out there. It's, it's a lot of competition out here too. So, um, if you, it does mean a lot if you all do subscribe and actually come and support us. So we we, yeah. we, we do appreciate you. The the more successful the show is, the more sort of different content we're able to do over there, the more time we're able to dedicate it to it. You know, uh, it's it, there is a direct one to one correlation between the yep. success of the show and what we're able to do with it. So it's it really does make a bigger difference than you, you might realize. Absolutely. And by the way, if you all see uh, Mr. Bushido in the chat, please make sure you give him hail every time. Uh, he, has, he has made it his business to slander me and the show indefinitely because I told him he would not be on it. So just, yeah. yeah just well, you know him. what? You guys are at 971. They're 29 away, folks. 29 away. I think we do this. I think we can do this live on the air. You know how many times I've done that? Uh, Iron Lords. Do you? Think about this for a second. Could you imagine, folks, that the freaking Iron Lords, the Iron Lord podcast, don't, don't, that's my family. That's my extended family, okay? They were struggling to get to 1K. Could you imagine that? They're at 15K. They blew past me, and I and obviously they've been doing it a little bit longer. I, I, I could not believe that at some point they were struggling to get to 1K. It's a big deal, folks. It is it is such a big deal, and it's such a personal accomplishment when you do the work and you because content creation may look easy. Trust me when I tell you it is far from that. You have to go, you, you have to you have to have the gumption to get out in front of the camera and talk your talk. And you know, sometimes it doesn't work out. That's what I'm saying. If we can do this live on the air, that would be pretty dope. Uh, it's happened many times that of, of people that I have promoted. And I'd like that. I'd like this to be another success story because Danny and Umbra do a great job. They're honest. They don't use yeah. hate, and it's 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 worth the fix is worth your time. Um, but Thank listen, you, brother. Oh, I just want to say it felt like it felt like a bit like a telethon thing when you said that. Listen, folks, we're almost at a thousand. A I bit, feel like yeah, bit. I feel like we need to start singing some show tunes. Or you're, something well, you're you're twenty stuff. away now. You're twenty away. <laughs> Nine eighty, brother. Nine eighty, folks. Come on, twenty. We can give you twenty right now. <laughs> Um, start look, singing, I, Danny. Hurry up! Really, should be you. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. You should be singing. But listen, um, let, let let's get into the the announcement from uh, Playground Games, uh, who announced uh, that Forza Horizon Five has surpassed thirty million players. And, and, and the reason I bring it up is because, um, you know, obviously their direct direct competitor is Gran Turismo 7 on the PlayStation 5. So I have, I spent about two hours preparing for the show 
And in those two hours, I kept trying to get the actual player count number for Gran Turismo 7, which, by the way, uh, is probably playing very nice now. And I know uh, speaking with Fuzzy Belvedere, who is the master of racing, uh, said that it's, it's much improved from its initial launch, which is great for polyphony. Um, but I tried to get the exact number count, and I even enlisted Fuzzy Belvedere's help because I could not find it. I kept getting Gran Turismo Sport, which, which was on the PlayStation 4. I got nothing on Gran Turismo 7 for the PlayStation 5. So thanks again to Fuzzy Belvedere, again, the master of racing. And this is where it gets pretty crazy if you think about it. Now, 30 million players... What exactly does that mean for Forza Horizon 5? Well, to say, to, to say other, anything other than it's a ridiculous success for a, a, a niche, a niche uh, gaming market, because let's call it is, not everyone plays racers. Something about Forza Horizon specifically just seems to attract everyone. And the fact that it's an Xbox Game Pass, they're, they're and this is, again, it's, it's bonkers because. There are supposedly currently 30 million subscribers. Well, they announced that they have 30 million players. Does that mean that everyone played on Game Pass? Or does that mean that they sold quite a bit of this outside of the service? Well, the reason why I bring that up and why it's such a huge accomplishment, Umbra, is because according to Game Trophy Tracker, right, it's a site that that, that 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 tracks the trophies of games being played on the PlayStation 4 and obviously the PlayStation 5. And this is a non-private account. Check this out, Umbra. It has 40 to 50,000 active accounts uh, that have received at least one trophy uh, and less than six uh, 6,000 of those players receiving a platinum. So... Again, this is from a game. I, I don't. I can't find the actual numbers. Sony hasn't put it out there. They certainly haven't talked about it. But according to Game Trophy Tracker, only fifty thousand people played this game versus thirty million players for Forza Horizon Five. I think it's safe to say that the King of Racing is, in fact, uh, Playground Games. For as a series let's, let's let's get your hot take on it this umbra it is and i think it speaks to the overall quality of playgrounds why i'm so hopeful and excited for fable yeah mm-hmm. I, I know they're going to turn in a, a gym I'm, I'm excited as hell for that but listen from i mean we remember if you all don't remember like even during its launch week i believe it hit like what, 10 million or something like that yeah mm-hmm. so i expected it to do so i'm pretty sure all of us did expect it to have crazy good numbers and the longevity it's had. I mean, I've jumped on and off, but it's been so many other games that come through that I couldn't, you know, dedicate the time to it necessarily as I would want to. But, I mean, this is a crazy good number. I mean, it just speaks to how great of a racing game it is. And it's a niche market. Like you said, it's a niche genre, rather, because not many people play racing like that. I've, I've spoken to a lot of people who, who just don't really play racing games and still love Horizon. I think it's 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 an arcadey yet slash simulation kind of feel to it i think it just appeals to people it's not fully simulated obviously but i think it has not so full our arcade uh, need for speed either that it that takes away i think um i think it's just it, it just speaks like i said again to the the a testament to how great 
uh, playground and turn 10 to be fair because it is using their engine and work they put in too. how great they've been here i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with motorsport speaking of turn 10 as well going forward i think forza has submitted itself as being the king of races i don't think there's any other way to look at it i mean i've, I've long thought it and i think they kind of cemented that back back in part maybe part three honestly but uh and four at the very least so i think it's just par for the course but it is crazy to see that i'm wondering uh, because it's a, I think the question always goes back to how many were sales, right? So I wonder how many sales did they get overall? I'm imagining at least, and it's because it's in Game Pass, so it's not really the metric anymore, but I'm wondering if it was like three or five million, which would be excellent. Either one of those numbers, really. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering how that went. But 30 million players, that's crazy to see that. Yeah. It's impressive. It, it, it is impressive. And again, it's, it, it's you're not talking about a first-person shooter. Right. You're not talking about a third person action game like a, like, you know, like a Spider-Man or something like that. You're talking about a very, very niche uh, uh, um, genre in racing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I guess maybe because yeah. it's so easily. Uh, I mean, again, I, I'm not a Forza motorsport guy. I mean, I can't wait to play. But where I live is in Forza Horizon because of more of an arcade racer. And I think just based on how digestible the game is, Danny, 30 million, first of all, 30 million players of anything is bonkers, especially when you look at the numbers that Fuzzy Belvedere was able to find for me regarding the trophy trackers. When I, and again, maybe it's more that didn't even bother getting a trophy because uh, that could possibly happen. So maybe there's another 25 million, uh, 25,000, uh, maybe it's another 50,000. But again, according to Game Trophy Tracker, only 50,000 active accounts have at least one trophy on a, a, a first per, I mean a first party driving game from Polyphony who at one point during the PlayStation era was the king of racers. What yeah. what are your thoughts on these numbers, dude? Cuz it is lopsided. Yeah, you know, I think it's really funny cuz I think if you look at just the name brand recognition, even outside of the the games industry, I think Gran Turismo probably has more. Like, I think if I said Gran Turismo, more people in my life wouldn't would like go to cars than if I said Forza. Um, so I think I think what we're looking at is a combination of a really good game and the power of Game Pass, right? I think when you pair those two things, you end up with something that's just it, it's can't be topped in terms of player base right i mean like you said racing historically is a is a pretty niche market but because it was such a high quality racing game and it was on game pass where it was easy for people to access it became really one of the most talked about games that year to the point where it was first of all the highest rated game of that year and people were genuinely really upset that it wasn't nominated for game of the year at the keelys which i think justifiably so i think it probably should have been yep. um it's like, I mean, we're talking about this is to my knowledge, and I'm probably wrong, but this is to my knowledge, the only racing game that's ever won the IGN game of the year. Right. And I think that a lot of that is because, yes, obviously it is a high quality game, but I think also because the number of people who were able to play it because of Game Pass brought it to uh, the conversation in a way that it doesn't usually get brought to it. So I think I think that that's really really helpful. I know that you know people in the chat I'm sure have brought up uh, and a, a number mentioned it that comparing the numbers between 
you know, a game that you can get on Game Pass and a game that you can that you have to pay $70 for is sort of a slippery slope because it's it's kind of a different conversation. But I think that the fact that it's in Game Pass and it was able to reach that many people is why it got as much recognition as it did. Because yes, it is it is also a great game, but I think that it's Game Pass that really caused that many people to play it. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, a, it's a mixture of both, right? Yeah. Game Pass, obviously, because not that, I mean, to be fair, nobody's going to play, no, not that many people are going to play a racing game, like 30 million. So Game mm-hmm. Pass obviously helped. I think, though, that the game being so good speaks Absolutely. to it also, them actually investing time into it. But yeah, Game Pass, you, you would be foolish to ignore that Game Pass obviously played. Well, there's no risk on bro, right? Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, that, that, that that's the whole point of Xbox Game Pass as a whole is there's no risk you 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 check out a game you download the game if the game sucks and you're like yeah this is just not for me this sucks you know what you do you delete it and you just you keep it moving that's right you, you, and you put something else that's that's the difference and, and unfortunately um i think it's actually uh, yeah, honestly we, we can turn this conversation around and say considering how gran turismo launched in such a poor i mean did anyone see the video where the guy was flipping past the finish line and like not to mention their microtransaction and again that that, that's the other part of the microtransactions were nothing short of egregious um so again i i think when ultimately when you look at it 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 it, it's it's a bad sentiment for gran turismo which by the way polyphony who used to be a dynamite studio and i'm not saying that they're not but the biggest problem with polyphony is that they take a decade to come out with the next game i'll be honest with you I uh, rarely enjoy any Gran Turismo. I don't. I think one I enjoyed was. Way I liked one back. and two. My, yeah, it was way favorite. back. I, yeah. I don't even know what what John what gen it was when I enjoyed it. I think I it was PlayStation it, One era. It might have been maybe two, maybe two, but, let, but after that, it was just boring. Mm-hmm. It's all get out for me playing Gran Turismo. I'm not going to lie to you. Forza Motorsport, uh, definitely a step up. But I would say Forza Horizon is just like right for me, honestly. Pinnacle, I just, pinnacle, yeah. p- pinnacle of yeah. racing for sure. I like the freedom of it. I like the 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 celebration of racing. I think they nailed that part of it. And Forza, Forza Motorsport does it too. But I think Horizon celebrates it more because you get to travel with it and just explore these lands. I think it's just really well done. Part three to me still is the best in the series, by the way. Yeah, it's three yeah. Still, still my favorite. Honestly, as much I I I I thought five, four was okay. I enjoyed four. I didn't love four. Uh, I I quite enjoy five. Five is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, but for me, I, I agree with you. I, I think three is for me pinnacle of the series. Uh, I really uh, as great as the new Hot Wheels tracks are, and they're fantastic. Nothing took my breath away because I played with the cars on tracks just like that as a kid. So you understand as a grown man, I'm playing this game with these cars on a track that my father helped me build. It's just yep. magic. You know what that, I'm that saying? The DLC was great. The Lego DLC from the previous one was a lot of fun. Yes. I think I think that's what really speaks to me more in a racing game is when they're able to have fun with it. Because I'm not a car guy. I really don't care about like, oh, if I switch out this engine for that engine, then my car will be three miles an hour faster when I gun it. Like that means nothing. To me. that's not, I drive the worst car in the world because it gets me to work and it gets me home. And that's right. all I needed to do. You know what I mean? But when you can make it sort of more arcadey and give it more fun, like when I, like I was growing up and I'm a little bit younger than you guys. Um, I, I was a, I was a midnight club. I was a burnout kind of guy, right? Where Love midnight club. I was playing the games because, because they were fun. I didn't care that they were cars really. Right. 
Um, and actually, Realski and Relski in the chat says, "Not gonna lie, Game Pass was literally the only reason I tried it. Fun though." Uh, and that's that's exactly my point. Is when it's when it's in Game Pass, it's the the bar to entry is so low that you're you're like, yeah, I'm not really a racing guy, but I'll I'll jump in, and then you get a taste of it, and you're like, oh oh, that's <laughs> nice actually. That's yeah, kind of nice. Oh, maybe hmm. we'll play this for a bit. Is that some oh, turmeric? Hot Wheels DLC? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. What's that? Like fifteen bucks? Yeah, I'll get that and pay seventy bucks <laughs> for the game. I might as well. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, that's how it works. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So b- before we move on to the 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 one of the uh, again, it's a small topic, but I think it's worthy of a conversation because I, I quite enjoyed the game, and now it's launching onto Xbox uh, Xbox. Now I don't know if it's coming to Game Pass. I, I don't know if Sony has something in the contract that says it can't get there, but we'll we'll talk about it in a second. Brett Bingham drops not one but two. I also chat and says this. The first one says Mark Twain. It's better not to say anything and have people think you're an idiot. Than to speak and remove all doubts. CMA took the latter route. <laughs> Indeed, that's a fantastic. That's uh, a good quote. I'm that's a very that. good quote, brother. It's I love classic. it. Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, the uh, drops an additional five house super chat. Says previous super chat also implies to Jim Ryan and the ponies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, I want to just get uh, you know to check the the temperature of the room with with the folks and of course the panel. Um, Fable is being rebuilt from mm-hmm. scratch. Uh, we saw a CG, uh, you know, uh, opening a couple of years ago, um, and I it was very I, I, just in the few minutes or the minute and thirty eight seconds, whatever it was, I immediately invoked the classic, you know, feeling of uh, of, of Fable. My my question to you, Umbra, is okay. So we know that. Playground games can make a racer, right? And the question that I have for you, and there's been a lot of there's, there's been a lot of polarizing of theories about this because uh, whether you like Horizon or you don't for the PlayStation Five, I love Aloy as a character. I loved Hor- Horizon One. Didn't care as much for Two, and I think that's because I was really bothered by the couple of times where I lost hours of play. And I just never went back to it game is gorgeous there's no doubt about it this comes from a studio that was only known for Killzone, which was a mid at best first person shooter not the halo killer that sony tried to sell you back in the playstation three days and they created what i believe is a solid rock solid ip for playstation so there's been some talk right umbra well i mean they just know racers how can they make a third-person action game like Fable. Well, you just saw um, the studio at, at PlayStation do it. I, I think that because of who they've hired, this is going to be something special. Do you do you have the same sentiment? Absolutely have the same sentiment. I actually spoke on it before, and I know when you were going to this, so it's kind of funny. But, I mean, even if you look past the kill zone, look at um, – the uh what's their name uh sucker punch look at what they did and then went to ghost of tsushima there's no there's no limit of creativity of what a a good dev team can do if they're given a budget and freedom right to kind of i guess do their own thing and playground has shown like time and time again they've been the the number one as far as as rank like uh ratings go of their games at least number one the best studio in microsoft is if we're being real i think all their games have been like 90s or like close to if not higher 
So I, I don't think they've they've yet to. I don't not not. I don't think I know they have yet to release any stinkers. So if if I had to have any faith in anybody, Playground would have all my faith. I have zero thought that that what they're going to do here is going to be bad. I I my only um I wouldn't say issue. My only worry is not even worry. My only desire is to finally see Fable. That's it, man, because I've been clamoring for this. I, I went as yeah. far as to saying that we would see it at E3 last year just because I it was a hopium, you know what I mean? But I think <laughs> I think we will see it this year, though, to be fair. And I think Microsoft is the situation they're kind of in now is that they kind of have kind of have to have all hands on deck at right now, especially if the case is, is that Sony is going to have their uh, state of play or whatever is going to be on the 25th or somewhere around that way. Because yeah. especially if Sony is going first, typically you well, we all know Sony tries to go second to counter. They try to go second almost historically. They've exactly. always gone second, so they could they can counter. pivot. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, they can they can make a changes, which they we saw that they did for the PlayStation Four. Is this how you share games? Yeah, won them the generation, folks. Exactly. because that camera was in the box. It that was. DRM was a part of mm-hmm. their their plans, mm-hmm. and when they saw Microsoft really get you know, assaulted by the press. They were like, wait a second, hold the phone. We got to right. change everything. Change it up. <laughs> all the boxes. Take them out. Take them out. Yep. <laughs> and then even the whole TV, TV thing. Now they're pushing that nowadays. It's funny. Yeah. I think Microsoft was just ahead of his time, but you know, the, the, and I guess it speaks to the, you know, poor understanding of what we wanted at the time too, though, to be fair. But no, I think that playground has more than, more than earned uh, our faith. So absolutely. I don't, I, I, you know, I felt like that for multiple studios, by the way. I feel the same way when I look at that the coalition. We speak, we've spoken about this, Danny. Like, yeah. I, I don't like the fact that they're kind of walled off. You just have to only make gears. You yeah. know, and I, I've and been thinking about bad. that actually because we talked about it on the fix last week. Right. Uh, and I've been thinking about it because uh, we, we talked about how, just for anyone who wasn't there, we talked about how their like side projects that were rumored were also rumored to be canceled. Right. Um, which I don't think they're canceled. I want to say that they're probably put on hold because that makes. More I don't sense think they're canceled either. Just Danny. Like throw them out with maybe with bathwater. I think so. I here's here's my my thought on that, and it does kind of suck for the coalition. I think, you know, I, I'm looking at it like like the D and D party, right? I think, I think when uh, you've got a bunch of people and they all want to play, you know, new classes that they've never played before. Uh, and everyone's taking these swings for things like, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, and they're taking swings for things like Redfall, and some of them are not working out. Uh, I think you 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 go to the to the player who you trust the most, and you're like, hey, man, we need a healer in this party. And I think that healer is the coalition, and I think that's, that's Gears. Cool. You know what I mean? Or like they're Babe Ruth, we need a home run. Yeah, Locked hey, man, we just really need something that we know we can 100% trust. Absolutely. And, I you know, I feel like also, like we just spoke on with the whole Game Pass situation, I think now... That that's the since that's the metric that Microsoft is going for, it opens the door for a lot more of that. And you know, give these teams enough budget to to proper teams at least. I okay, yeah. I'll, I'll say it like this, and I don't want to be negative, the negative Nancy, but like we saw that situation where they said Redfall is you know the, the devs are supposedly working on a new AAA, and I was yeah. like, should they be working on that right now? Yeah, I don't think they've earned that just yet. I mean, I, kudos to Microsoft that they give it to them. You know, hey, they said that we we have faith in them still, so they they you know feel kept to his word if that is the case. But if you have somebody who has towed the line for you, like the coalition has, yeah, mm-hmm. like like Playground has, 
Um, yeah. And I, it's, it's, I probably can go other ways if I think about it. Maybe even Rare. The Rare has it obviously with Everwild, and they've been given, in my opinion, way too much leeway. I'm like, just see if these, that's it. Where are the other games at? So I've been looking at Rare funny for a while. It's like you all yeah. should be making more games. This I is do not think enough. we'll see something from, from Rare soon. I hope so. I don't I know if we'll really see it in next month, but I think soon. Yeah, I hope so, man. And I know Everwild they hit the reboot and get that new director into it. But uh, you know, but my whole yeah. thing is is you have these stalwarts there who I've constantly held down. And I would have said three, four, three, but they have their hands full at the moment, clearly. But True. when you have them here, give them that enough, you know, give them a budget and allow, allow them to create, too. And I think that has been yes. somewhat of Microsoft's downfall in the ways where they don't allow them to create more. You can have new tent poles that we could have. It can't always just be Gears, Halo, you know, Forza. So allow these teams to create. And that's why I'm glad it is coming back with Fable. Fable should never have this should never been a case where Fable disappeared the way it did. That should never have been a case. So I'm happy that it's coming back. And I think they're getting things right. I just hope they keep going that direction and allowing these teams to create the ones that have earned it. Give them the chance to do so if they're asking to do so. And I don't know if they are behind the scenes. I'm just imagining I wouldn't want to be making just gears for for 15, 20 years. Like, like, let me make something else, too. Let me show you what else I can do and flex my muscles. Everybody shut up. <laughs> the yeah. fix just passed 1,000 subscribers. Yes! Yay! Ponty said yes! it did a while ago, but I didn't. Oh, I just saw it. I just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I switched over. I clicked over onto it onto the page. But, yeah, we just hit 1K. Nice, Excellent. nice. Thank, Thank you, you, community. Yeah, you're officially at 1K <laughs> subscribers. I dropped a link in two minutes ago. Listen, I didn't do anything, folks. I just I just put the link. They do the podcast. They are the ones putting in the work. Thank you for supporting two new content creators with their channel. I think you're going to dig the fix. I honestly think it's a fantastic show. Again, thank you for doing that live on the air, Umbra. And uh, but Danny, that's that's amazing. That's um, you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think, I mean, Umbra, he maybe he would have been more successful without you. But I, I would not... I would not be here if you hadn't taken a chance. Like you brought me onto the podcast when I was at like 400 subscribers. Like I, I'm, I was nobody. I'm still kind of nobody. Listen, my, I'm nobody. Mind, Who are you kidding? We're just, we're just gamers. <laughs> we're just gamers. We, Who, we uh, almost uh, got passes to E3. You know what? That was a dream to me. Now E3's dead, and you know, so so goes the dream. But you know, hey, we were. Long, I was this close, baby. I was this close. Yeah, <laughs> no, but much, much love because of you. Well, wow, listen, it, it, the, the, the work is it, it, you guys put in the work. You guys are great. You great, great community members first, which is most important. Uh, but you're also fantastic content creators and it's and it's well deserved. Uh, listen, let's get into the last topic. We have a few minutes, uh, f folks. Uh, last year, uh, Stray was released as a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Uh, it was in the game of the year talk. I played it. I bought it. Actually, I didn't buy it. I'm sorry. Let me. I bought. I I subscribed to uh, PlayStation's top tier ultimate, whatever it's called, because I was going to buy Stray. I'm, I used to be a cat guy when I was a kid. I had cats as a kid. I don't have cats anymore. But I thought the game looked very very interesting. Turns out, folks, that Stray was an actually good freaking game. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I got about three quarters of the way through before whatever it was in gaming took my took my 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 sights off of it to go play something else. As last year was a testament of I'll never do again. I will sit on a game and not play it 
So I until I finish another game. Like I just I just last year was a disaster. I had like 10, 15 games I was playing all at once, and I I hated myself for it. Stray was one of those games I didn't finish because I played something else. Uh, well, it turns out, folks, that Stray is in fact releasing on the Xbox Series X, uh, which is pretty freaking cool because I like the studio. I like this uh, what 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 you know what Stray was as a game. Uh, if you are a cat lover then you're going to quite enjoy this game. I think it's it's very unique in its way that it has this uh, post-apocalyptic uh, you know, um, way of telling the story where there are no humans. It's just robots and some cats. And there are these creatures that you have to... It's very. It's, it's obviously a puzzler. Um, and there's a lot of... Again, I, I not, not a lot of words are spoken in the game, but some, some of the best games I've played had no conversation whatsoever outside you just playing the game uh, I don't know, Umbra, if it's going to come to Xbox Game Pass because, well, it was a Sony exclusive. And Sony, well, we know how they do their business. They have all this anti-Xbox Game Pass uh, writing in the contracts. Uh, but the reason why we know it's it, it's it's coming out is because Clobriel, who obviously, if you don't know who he is, you should be following him on Twitter. He's uh, he, he doesn't consider himself an insider. The guy has the inside uh, track to what goes on specifically with Xbox. Well, the ERSB has rated it for Xbox, which means that it's imminently launching. Umbra is is Stray a game that you would be you would get into because I think where we may run into an issue here with Stray is that if it's an Xbox Game Pass, it's again we just like Horizon. You download it, you play it, you're like, ah, this game is pretty cool. I would not have bought it. If it wasn't in Game Pass, does this game suffer the same Sony curse as being left out of Xbox Game Pass due to contractual uh, situation that we know Sony is not shy from doing? Yeah, no question. It's not going to be in Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, plus, Sony had it in their PS uh, Plus, right? Mm-hmm. So it's guaranteed it's not going to be in Game Pass. I, my thing would be it have to be priced right. I played straight. I beat it. You can beat that game literally within an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Um, that's why, yeah. If you just plow right through it, you can, yeah. Yeah, It's an achievement. Oh, excuse me, a trophy, it's soon to be an achievement for it to actually beat it in that time, like time frame. So, I think within two hours. So, I did it in an hour and 30, I believe, hour and maybe 30 something. It it is an okay game. When I saw that it was nominated for game of the year, I laughed like, what, why, yeah, why that game. Tell them that it's human nature. Why? Why? No, that game did not deserve to be game of the year nominated. It just really didn't. I think that's that's unfortunately spoke to how little we had last year overall, honestly, because it should not have been there. And we had some decent games last year, but that should not have been there. That was just a joke to me. Um, enjoyable game. If you all are cat lovers or pet, lo- you know, cat like pet owners, whatever, I think it's something you all might enjoy more than others. I'm not, I don't have a pet. I do love cats. Well, I, no, excuse me. I love dogs, but I like cats. They're okay. Um, but I, I think it has a charm to it. The world is very nice looking. It has a nice aesthetic. Um, it's not super, I guess, how do I put this? You're not, you're not doing a ton of things with that cat outside of running around, you know, meowing a few times and like knocking some things over or whatever or to, to cause a reaction to get to, you'll know, move further the plot or further you getting somewhere, I suppose. Um, 
Yeah, and like AJH said, Code of the Lamb should have been something. I would have nominated that for Game of the Year over. I agree. Dre. That's that's another one that's uh, that Heck got he, a lot, lot, lot of buzz. Even Sifu, Sifu would have, as unfortunately, Mister Bushido said something correct one time. Um, that would have been something that would have been better to be nominated for Game of the Year over that. Um, but I do love indies, so I will agree with you on that, Bone Slave. That. So it is something that you all could enjoy. To me, it's the price. If it's priced right, I would advocate for you all to get it. Like, say it's twenty dollars, get it. Twenty bucks, yeah, yeah. If it's twenty dollars, absolutely, absolutely, I would say yeah, definitely get it. It's an okay game. It's not bad. It's just not game of the year worthy. It was overhyped for that. Um, <laughs> by the way, I saw something earlier. I was laughing at. I couldn't say it at the point, but Ice Cold said that the the podcast, our podcast, is EU approved. <laughs> so that's so, so what so I love it. Yes, so we're good. We the check. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, we got EU approved, so we're good I to go. I love it. That's great. But yeah, much love to everybody again for for subscribing. But absolutely, if the game is priced right, because I doubt highly that it's going to be in Game Pass. If it's priced right, you I would definitely recommend getting it. Otherwise, wait for it to go down in price. That would be my thing to say. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, you, if you want to run through it, it's it, like Umbra said that you can beat it in an hour and a half. I'm quite a few hours into it and i'm and not just one or two hours like i'm kind of i i that's but see that's how i play games some people ask me whom how the hell did you spend 55 plus hours in redfall because i did uh i played it non-stop i went to every nook and cranny i went to every house i can get into i went looking for weapons i i, I that's how i play games I, a normal 20 hour game for you is a 50 hour game for me without a doubt because I like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. They said you can beat it in what did they say? Some some speedrunner did in like four hours, right? Yeah, it's well, that's that's just ridiculous. But yeah, it is. I, I think they said that, to, to, that like, if you really want to put your mind into it and spend time in Hyrule, you could beat it. You can like a really good way is ninety six hours. For me, if I, I'm going to put a hundred plus hours, I may even do two hundred into this game. I, I want to find all of. The shrines i want to do all the side missions that that's how i play these games I, I play differently like i like to methodically run through a game i don't like not i, I get bothered by missing things which is why i spent Ooh. you know over 100 hours in the first horizon people are like 100 hours that's ridiculous I for you maybe i definitely get it i'm like that too where i'll if it's the open world especially you must you best believe i'm going to be i want to check here there and everywhere i got yeah. my running shoes on i'm not i'm not boondoggling i'm getting that stuff done <laughs> <laughs> so, so i'm not looking at the sites i'm hitting i'm hitting question marks on maps now we're getting stuff done. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so if it's if it's achievements tied to it especially you best yes, believe i'm checking 100 percent if there's achievements tied to it i'm, I'm definitely going to take time to get to it Danny, what, what, let's get your hot take on Stray. Yeah. Again, you heard Umber what he had to say about it. It's not a game for everybody. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a game about a cat. I, I don't think it was game of the year worthy over so many other indies, but I, I quite enjoyed my time with it. For you, I, again, I think Umber makes a lot of great point. This is not coming to Game Pass because it was in PlayStation Plus and Sony. Well, they do what they do, right? Um, it's so true. it's probably going to be a game that you're going to have to buy. Um are you interested or not really? Not really. It's one of those games where, I mean, like Umber said, if the pricing is right, I might jump in on it. Um, but it's a really competitive year for my time. So I don't know that I'm going to put, you know, a day or even a couple hours into playing Stray. It was never a game that especially appealed to me. Um, I haven't touched it, so I can't tell you whether or not it's good. Uh, it just wasn't one that 
really specifically interested me. It, you know, if I was looking at, I don't even, it might've been the same year, but if I'm looking at, you know, smaller indie games from PlayStation that I would want on, on Xbox, I'm looking at Kena. <laughs> like I want Kena more than this. Yeah, by, someone by, actually like, just, po- someone actually posted something and dropped it into uh, my, it's funny. You mentioned that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Someone actually just, po- uh, just messaged the developer and they asked him, Hey, listen, it's Kena ever coming uh bridge of spirits, which is a phenomenal game, by the way. Yeah. Never it's, coming it's to got Xbox. Like a little bit of jank. Cause it's made by a very small team. Yeah. I could, I looked past it to be honest with you. The game yeah. is gorgeous. Uh, they asked the developer uh, any plans. They said, not at this time. It's unfortunate. That's the one yeah. I want. I played it. Yeah. That, that was one that I, I went over to the, the PlayStation side to play it. Cause I was just, I was interested in it. Uh, and so that I actually that, that actually is good. I would have actually recommend if they brought that over. I'd be like, get that because yeah. I agree with you. Game yeah. is gorgeous. Tells an amazing story. It's very Pixar level, like for a small studio. Game looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's got like near Ghibli sort of vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very interesting game. But but Stray on the other hand, it just does, I don't know. It doesn't really do it for me. It's I like the aesthetic of it i really like the sort of world run by robots situation i think if i was playing as a robot instead of a cat i would be more interested um because i think when you're playing as a cat you just have like such lower level of interactivity with stuff that i'm just i don't know it's just it never spoke to me you know what i mean um as for it being nominated for game of the year yeah i don't i don't know if i agree with that either it's i i think they usually try to have one of those smaller indie games nominated and I don't know what it's going to be this year. I Hi-Fi Rush honestly might fall into that category just because it is a sort of a smaller game. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I have so little interest in this game that it, unless it's like on sale and it's like five, 10 bucks, I probably won't pick it up. I mean, it's, uh, the one thing about 2023, I think it's safe to say um, is that gaming is at an all time uh, high for content uh obviously you know you know every platform is going to have games that are going to be exclusive or whatever but i think ultimately that you you nailed it uh time is the of the essence danny we we only have two hands and only Mm -hmm. so much hours in the day to get to everything unfortunately like something like dead island i bought the highest version because i was like oh my god dead island and I just never got to it. And, and of course, I'm like, no, dude, you got to play this game. It's amazing. Yes, sir. And it's one of those games that I I, I have to play. But unfortunately, uh, I, 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 Zelda, I just, I, Tears of the Kingdom has me. And I'm literally going to stop this podcast in five seconds and go play that game. It's calling me all day. <laughs> but listen, first of all, I want to thank the near uh, 700 people that well, actually, oh, I'm sorry. 800 people that turned out for today's podcast uh if you didn't know uh yesterday we broke an all-time high record for the channel we've been doing this six years come november 3rd folks we had nearly 1300 people in the live chat which is wow crazy like that's i mean when you start getting those numbers you start thinking of dealer gaming or Randall Thor, or Colt Eastwood, and I cannot thank you enough yeah. because again, remember, I I, I I came into the YouTube game was incredibly late, um, and somehow or another you like the content, and I can't thank you enough, uh, and even more so, th- thank you 
for trusting me and, uh, and making something happen very special on this show. And that is, of course, Infinite Umbra and Danny hitting 1K live on the air. Obviously, you've already sold your brand, but you're going to sell it again, Umbra. Talk about the fix and where they can subscribe and, more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Again, boom. Thank you. And to, to what you rate, you all um, reached the other day with that number. I think, again, it's not just a testament to, you know, the fans here and everybody in this, just in the chat family here. It's a, it's just a testament to you continuing to do what you do as far as excellence you, and running the podcast. Absolutely. And I mean, you're doing your thing. You got I don't again, I don't know how you do it because I struggle every week. Like, what are we going <laughs> to talk about? And you got five shows, whatever. I'm like, man. I read look. so much, dude. It's crazy how much I actually read the day. <laughs> look, I read too, but uh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed. I'll just say Thank that you, because sir. I could not. I'm like, man, look, if I had to do all this, I don't think I'd be touching a game anytime soon. So, you, you know, much love and credit to you on that. I think it's just, it's hard work, honestly, and I think it's paying off for you. So, that's Thank much you, love and, and congratulations on that. Um, yeah, of course, you all can reach me, Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite on uh, Twitter. And again, I'll post the link. Let me post that. <clears throat> so for anybody who does want to subscribe to me and Danny on uh, The Fix, uh, the only like, by the way, I, I've mentioned this before um, and I'll mention it again as far as you guys joining us is to listen or whatever. We, you know, we community for it, too. So we do want to bring other people in, you know, not even if you're not well known, if you never really did the podcasting thing because all of us had to start somewhere and my first time actually being on a podcast was with ks auntie he brought me in after we spoke mm -hmm. on spaces because i used to do the spaces thing i ran spaces all the time um i've kind of gotten away from it now because they gotten super toxic most of the time but yeah a lot of them are just gross dude. i've had yeah. yeah i've had brothers you know and family well i asked me hey you gonna come back and do some more spaces because they know how i run mine and i don't do that nonsense <laughs> So I will try to get back just because I've, you know, I, I feel like I got a bit of a responsibility there. But I say all that to say, you know, we don't mind having you guys join us. My only, uh, I guess, requirements is that you have a quality mic set yep. up and that, you know, the subject we're talking about. Oh, and that you can't be Bushido. That's it. Other than that, you're welcome to come through anytime <laughs> and talk with us that this week pretty easy to pass unless, absolutely unless it's impossible <laughs> yeah it's, unless you're bushido, yeah, unless that's, you're bushido. that's the only thing that's stopping you but you know this week i know we'll be covering uh guardians of the galaxy i, I haven't seen it yet danny by the way but i will be seeing it you before gotta get Thursday. around to it it's so good i know i know so we'll be talking about that as, as far as that and other things too I, i'm we'll, we'll we'll work it out but thank you all again for for subscribing especially today as well and uh thank you again boom it's my pleasure, brother. Well, well, well worth uh, your sub, and certainly you guys being a part of this show each and every week is is you know th it's literally the least that I can do. Uh, Daniel McGee, please tell everyone where they can find the best long and short <laughs> content on YouTube, as well as not only your YouTube channel, but where they can find you on the Fix. Absolutely. So, uh, like Umber said, you can find me on the fix uh, every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, which is 8 Eastern. Uh, it's it's a great show. We I haven't decided on the topics yet for for Thursday, but it's it's going to be Guardians and probably a little bit of this EU situation, if I had to guess. It, but who well, knows? I, literally anything could happen tomorrow. Yeah, so. uh, China yeah. is expected to pass in the next few days, if not 
by Friday, yeah. by the beginning of next week, and then followed by China, uh, the uh, South Korea is also expected to pass as well. Yeah, and if that PlayStation show is supposed to be next week, theoretically, they need to be announcing it pretty fast here. So, uh, by so weeks, and I would who imagine. Knows what happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can find me personally on Twitter at Daniel J McGee or on my personal YouTube of Daniel McGee. Uh, I'm also starting to get pretty close to to 1K. Not nearly as close as the fix was, but I'm I'm sitting about gotta 650. Get you there, so I'm, uh, gotta I'm, get you I'm starting to get pretty excited. Uh, just put out a new video yesterday, yesterday about how to save Halo. Uh, it's going to have some contentious things in there. Go in there. Let me know if you love it. Leave a nice comment. If you hate it, leave a nice comment. I makes a I lot of great points, support. though. So, you know, <laughs> you, make, you make a lot of great points. Listen, Halo can't be Halo. Uh, it can't it, it can and it can't like the yeah, changes it, have to happen to make it relevant but it could still maintain yeah. its dna with proper guidance let's exactly. just say that it halo can be halo but it can't just be halo that's my point so it has to it has halo has to evolve i believe halo, halo combat has to evolve exactly yeah. <laughs> um which means in my next video uh, i've already started working on the slide of it is uh my next step into rewriting the dceu which is batman black mask i'm really excited for it i think i got some good stuff in there and i think you guys will love it too so swing on by hit all hit all the subscribes and the bells and stuff yeah do me a favor danny real quick dead man x96 is asking for the link so if you wouldn't mind because all of their information is in the show notes when the show goes up on demand you can just click click you do two clicks click the, the the link and then click subscribe super easy and if you want to be generous and I think that you should. You hit the bell icon so you always know when their content goes live. Uh, but yeah, links nice. But I put the H- I put the link in there. All right. I don't I don't know if it's clickable, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to not only subscribe to Danny and Umbra, but to subscribe to Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, we I do this five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, all great content, all great panels. Never hate-driven shenanigans to get your click or your sub. And uh, if you enjoyed the conversation today, please, on your way out the door, hit the like button. Of course, I want to say thank you again for all the Super Chats that continue to come in. Uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I have spent over $1,000 in artwork, both for the channel and the merch store that went live a couple of about two months ago. Uh, I have four designs that I have to add. I just haven't had the time. It's been really busy here. Four additional designs uh, up to our Breakfast with Boom and to our X-Vlog Live. I think you're really going to dig them. Um, And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me, folks. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything. To be nice, you live by those rules, son, I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Hey.